I will remind the folks out there to go to HankStrange.com, sign up for our email list. That's how you automatically get entered to win stuff, and we're giving away stuff all the time. Right now, we're giving away a shoulder rig from Andrew's Custom uh, Leather Holsters. So what you have to do, go to HankStrange.com, sign up for our email list. As long as you're subscribed in there, you're eligible. You can find out ways to support us, all that kind of good stuff on HankStrange.com. Of course, you can find ways to get our merch like, uh, you know, Ballistic Ink has our merch. There's a link there. This is the Laser Blaster logo. So if you guys have seen the logo, like for, for instance, where is it? Right there, right there. <laughs> this, this the, the camera's flipped here, so it's really weird for me to point at stuff. But that's the broadcast logo. This is the blaster logo. You could get it on a shirt. We'll put it on some other stuff for you guys as well. So that, you know, go to HankStrange.com for all that. Help us out also by sharing the podcast. So if you're watching us right now, share it because YouTube has us kind of like ghosted or in, in a couple of different lockdowns so that people are not seeing it when we go live. So you can help us out with that by sharing it. Of course, even if you're listening to it on audio later, you can also help us share that. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Let's do the jazz hands, people. Come on with the jazz hands. Let's get it going. We are live. I hope you have your big girl panties on. It's uh, Is it Wednesday? I think so. It's Wednesday, right? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's weird. I don't recognize it as Wednesday because I can't get a haircut. So look, look at this. My hair looks terrible. Terrible. I can't. Two weeks now, I haven't been able to get a haircut because of this, the uh, the uh, COVID-19 situation. People all over the country, all over the world, not getting haircuts. I don't know about you. you, can, you can you guys get haircuts wherever you are? Well, I don't have much hair left, oh. so that's that, that's not a problem. But my wife uh, went into Target and like got a mail ordered uh, from Target, like me some buzzers. So oh, cool! I can just buzzers left. <laughs> yes, that's always the way to go. We can always. This is a good thing if you've got wives or anyone in the family that could cut hair. Okay, let me jump into this here. This is episode five hundred and thirty-eight of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. I'm Hank Strange, your host tonight. Our special guest is Alaskan Ballistics. Chuck is joining us. What's up, Chuck? How's it going, my friend? What's up, Chuck? That's a, that's. I'm sure you hear that all the time. <laughs> all the time, yeah. There's a good story behind that too. But uh, no, uh, thanks for having me on, Hank. I'm uh, glad to be here and yeah. talk some guns. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, great to have you here as well. And uh, also, we've got Delspec eight one six. That's what he wants us to call him. So that's what we call. I like to call him Young Dylan, but I don't think he he's too mature for that now. So he, oh, you could you could call me that, Hank. Yeah, it don't bother okay. me. I'll still look like I'm 16. Yeah. most people. <laughs> you're getting you're getting a little older in the face. You're getting a little older in the face. The baby fat's melting away now that you're working so hard. So I know. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> that's a good thing. All right. So um, let's see here. Welcome back to the show, guys. You know what the thing is? Uh, I think that Chuck, you were on before, if I'm not mistaken, back in the early days of the show, long, long years and years ago. Yes, sir. I was. Yeah. Do you remember what episode? Because I don't even like all of those brain cells have been burned out of my mind. You yeah. look familiar to me, it, but that's it. Yeah. I want to say it was April, like uh, two years ago. That's all I can remember. Wow. Yeah. April, oh, okay. Ago. Yeah. We uh, have. I was starting a movement called hashtag Guard Every School. Oh, okay. For having you know armed armed teachers and armed guards in schools. Right. And, 
you know, dealing with the bullying and dealing with stuff, which that's still going on. I still have that movement, mm-hmm. but, uh, um, you know, it's been put on the back burner right now for a little bit, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So you you allowed me to talk about that, and that was that was really nice of you. I appreciate that. Oh, so. cool. Was it just me and you? Uh, I think uh, we had uh, 13C reviews oh, on, and uh, okay. uh, 50 Cent Tactical or 50 Percent oh, Tactical. tactical. Or, okay, cool. Yeah. 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 I see. Yeah. I remember a teacher from Alaska. I remember that. That's me. Yeah. You know, it's okay, cool. So we could get into some of that. We could talk about uh, kids in school and all that kind of stuff. Dylan, uh, you're, what what do you teach? Uh, high school? What are you teaching? Oh, I teach, I teach elementary PE oh. right now. Oh, okay. So elementary I coach PE. high school football. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. So elementary PE was a long time ago for you, Dylan, at least two, three years ago. Every bit. <laughs> did you play? Did you play football in high school, Dylan? Or are you into sports? Oh, uh, you know what? Um, I really like basketball, but I got cut in high school, oh, so okay. that's kind of when I discovered my my passion of guns. Oh, but I still, I, <laughs> that's a I'm sport. A, it's a sport. That's right. Yeah. But I'm a lot better of a I'm a lot better of a basketball player now than I was then. Unfortunately, I used to be kind of uncoordinated. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, some of that's chemical, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, this is one of the things that happens, right? Not everyone, um, all of their stuff hasn't been worked out yet when you're in high school, but they put you on teams, right? Right, right Chuck. Right, right. That's right. I'm I'm too short and fat for basketball. They told me to go to a wrestling mat. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Use the weight as an advantage. Okay, so welcome to everyone. We're going to ask these guys questions and stuff like that. Um, Let's see. I'm going to try to if you've uh, if you've got questions, you can pose them here again and again until I see it. If you want to smash the thumbs ups as well. Okay, I really appreciate that. Um, we've just got a few people right now smashing the thumbs ups. If you guys hit those thumbs ups, I will really appreciate it. Plus I have to shout out Safety Harbor Firearms for sponsoring the podcast. Shout out to Walter. He's out there somewhere, either making mini bikes or guns or both of those things. Um, maybe even a gun that's mounted to a mini bike. Who knows? It's all possible. But yeah. Walter, Walter makes really cool stuff. Yeah, he does. He's into, he's all into mini bikes now. So that's his big thing. I could actually use a. Uh, can I can I get him to make me a forty five seventy mounted to a mini bike so when I go out and I can <laughs> yeah. like I can have a, a semi auto forty five seventy mounted to a mini bike. Yeah, you know what? He might take that order from you, man. He might take that order. I don't know if I don't know if we'll get him in here sometime tonight. If I see him in there, we'll ask him that personally. Uh, Chris Buller says he's cut his own hair since two thousand eight. Oh, I don't like the idea of cutting your own hair. I would mess that up. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, unless it's a baldy. I do it all the time. Yeah, on the, yeah. If, if it's a baldy, easy to easy to do. Yeah, that's that's my that's the only thing I could do and cut my own hair. So, um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, okay, Amer- let's see. Oh, DCG forty four says Dylan, what is selling the most right now? So in the store, and of course, give a shout out to the store, but tell us what's selling the most. All right. So uh, I've been working at Everything Can Still Carry in Louisville, Kentucky since September, and it's it's been really great. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. Um, I got to go to SHOT Show the first time this year, and um, the pa- about the past two, three weeks have just been absolute chaos. And um, things have slowed down for us now just because most people are staying at home with the, you know, the stay-home orders, even though we're allowed to remain open. But um, what is selling the most right now, um, we cannot all – all of the Glocks – 
and SIG handguns, like meaning like the 365 and the uh, the 320 and the M17. Most of your nine millimeter semi-automatics are uh, be- very hard to get. Taurus G2Cs are non-existent. Um, just a lot of the nine millimeter handguns, and of course ARs. Like we have a we we just got in some MNP Sports, but a lot, we were out of ARs and AKs for a lot of days. We were out of pump shotguns, especially the shock waves mm. for a lot of days. Mm. But um, right now, it seems like the Glocks, all, almost all the Glocks are still on back order, although we do have some 19s coming in in a couple of days, as I understand, but they're small quantities. Um, Interesting. That seems to be we're, – we're a Glock stocking dealer, and when all this stuff broke out, we even sold out. We sold out of every caliber in Glock, like the 357 SIG, the 10 millimeter. The, even the new 44 and 22 we sold all of those too so um it seems like it seems like the glocks everybody wants a glock because they know it's going to work every time mm-hmm. very good um so i don't know if you have any questions here chuck my question to that would be so are you guys buying used guns now are people even coming in and selling guns because i always think if now i know there's going to be some people out there and go well, what the hell are you talking about i don't sell any guns but if you're going to sell, now would be the time because the market's high. And if you want to, the best time to buy, I think, is when, when the market's low. So at the store, and you're in Kentucky, your store is in Kentucky, right? Yes, yeah. sir. So at the store, are you guys buying used guns from folks? Well, generally, used guns make up, I mean, we sell around 50% used guns. That's kind of one of our niches. Um, we're able to get people good deals on used guns. And r- to be honest with you, I mean, most people... We did have like a couple of regular customers bring stuff in, but like um, for the most part, I mean, a lot of people are not giving up their guns right now. I mean, mm-hmm. just because uh, I think most people probably like if I had a lot of money, I would love to have extra stuff laying around like, um, you know, to, to where you can make some money on it. But I think a lot of people, um, especially like big gun guys, that they always have something else they need to get. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like one of those things that. I mean, I don't think we took in many guns. We got to the point we normally have about 500 uh, guns in inventory, and we got to where we were below 100, and most of all those guns were just like your hunting shotguns and your your bolt-action rifles. So pretty mm. much anything for self-defense was, was, was gone. Okay. All right. Good. Um, I don't know if there were any questions in there, Chuck, that you wanted to ask. Um, well, I, I have something to add to that. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I actually work behind the counter at Cabela's for, um, you know, to help support the channel, really, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and as extra income. And uh, I, I would say it's an echo of the same thing. We probably didn't we didn't sell out of a lot of like SIGs and stuff like that, but we sold out of Glocks. Um, the first they're they're actually closed for two weeks. Cabela's decided to go ahead and do that just because there's so much more traffic than like a normal gun store. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we were slammed behind the gun counter. We sold out of every Glock 9 millimeter and 10 millimeter. 10 millimeter is huge up here because of bears. Right, that makes sense. And uh, uh, we sold out of every Glock 9 millimeter and 10 millimeter. All of the Beretta APXs, which are, you know, Beretta dropped the prices on those across the board, and they're great. Uh, we sold out of all of the, uh, 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 most of the uh, Shields and a lot of the M&P 2.0s. We sold out of Springfield XDs or low. Basically, what's in the shelf are there your revolvers, and we sold a lot of revolvers. Uh, your revolvers and your, um, you know, some some Walthers and stuff like that are on sale. But you know, if it's Glock, it's 
pretty much gone. I think we had a Glock 30 left the last day I was working. Wow. Okay. So are revolvers more, this is interesting, like in, in Alaska, revolvers more, uh, uh, what, do, what do I want to say? Are they more popular than, um, you know, regular handguns or? So for, you know, I live in Anchorage and mm -hmm. Anchorage is a, a city like any other city, mm -hmm. right? Um, so, you know, in Anchorage, semi-autos are much more popular, but you do see a pr larger portion of people using revolvers for bear defense while you're hunting mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, uh, dual purpose using revolver, like having a, a big 357 Magnum or a big 44 Magnum, yeah. you know, dual purpose it. Okay. Um, like, I often carry my 44 Magnum as an EDC. Right. So, yeah, like there's the Ruger. What's that thing? The Ruger. Super Black Yeah. 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 So uh, Ruger, I carry, have a Ruger Red Hawk, which is the, the double Red action. Mm-hmm. And then the, the Super Red Hawk is the one with the stronger frame. Okay. And um, I think uh, that's the one the Alaskan is built off of. Mm -hmm. I have the regular Red Hawk, two and a half inch. Okay. And then uh, the I had a Black Hawk, but I learned very quick in my bear charging drill video that I did with another channel that uh, you can't get that thing out of a chest holster good enough one-handed with the fishing rod in your hand and can't pull the hammer back and get a shot off like a yeah. uh, single action is not for that yeah bear so charging a lot through. of people carry those yeah yeah that's that's so we actually yeah that's cool are you guys selling a lot of revolvers in kentucky dylan or is it just like any handgun that's in there people in with they're like whatever i just need a handgun um, well we, we had about three days where like we sold out of literally every handgun we had basically mm -hmm. besides like um you know our owner he's got like some of like the older colt pythons mm -hmm. and some some older colts you know the real expensive yeah. stuff stayed okay. but um i did sell we did sell a fair amount of revolvers to a lot of um new shooters mm -hmm. that um just don't know a lot about guns mm -hmm. and you know they gravitated toward the revolver just because it was, it was simpler to them, mm -hmm. um, especially like your Smith & Wesson Model 642s, the air weights. Um, mm -hmm. We sold quite a bit of those. And the Taurus revolvers all sold out just because of, you know, the cost and the, you know, the quality for what they cost is really good. But um, we, we sold a fair amount of revolvers we did. Yeah, that would probably be a good question for either one of you, Chuck. Like, uh, what what did it... What didn't want to sell in the store? You know, let's let's start with Chuck on that one. What in the store that was were people even in this craziness like? No, I don't want that. Um, bolt action twenty twos, ten twenty twos, and like Smith and Wesson M fifteens were going um, okay. because with a twenty five round mag and you know teaching your kid how to use an AR with a Smith and Wesson M and B fifteen twenty two. I mean that's a that's a ever all of your things are the same until you break it down to clean it, mm -hmm, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, those things were selling pretty good. But uh, to answer your question, Henry rifles, lever actions weren't selling all that great as they normally do. Benelli shotgun, like hunting shotguns, but uh, the Benelli M4, you know, people are still buying that. But uh, uh, okay, so I see. Like yeah, so they were looking, they were looking for specific things. So like your hunting, your lever action, they were maybe not so much which would usually be selling better at this time right? right okay yes and then they were trying to stay away from the expensive things did did they ever get yeah. so did it get over there to a point where only the expensive things were left and then people were just buying those anyway or people were like hey I'm not, i don't want to spend that much money um no not in alaska mm -hmm. um 
it didn't get to the point where that we still have a, a couple of local gun shops that I actually buy a lot of stuff from uh, shout out to Alaskan ammo mm-hmm. on uh, they're great. Um, mm-hmm. And they still have like Fostech complete lowers with the echo trigger in it and uh, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So okay. um, you can still get stuff. Uh, if you know where to look, you can still get a bunch of stuff. Oh, okay. And yeah. Anything like that in uh, Kentucky, Dylan, that guns of people, because I think you just mentioned one or two, right, that people weren't really going for at first. What was the stuff that was getting left on the shelves? Well, like a lot of just like your not as well-known brands, like, for Mm -hmm. example, the Walter handguns. They're very well-made guns. Mm -hmm. I recommend them all day long, but people, I I think they just have marketing issues where they don't, Mm -hmm. um, people just don't know about their guns as much as Glock or Sig or Smith & Wesson. Mm -hmm. So those those stayed, but when it got to where like that's all we had left, they they sold pretty quickly. Okay. Um, even like the Mossberg, the Mossberg nine millimeter pistol the that MC. takes Glock forty three mags, mm-hmm. the MC. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, we we had we had about four of those, and they they sat to the last day. But pretty much every nine millimeter pistol we had went. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. We had. You know, we had a couple – we had, like, some 1911s that stayed. A lot of our 45 semi-autos that are, like, standard capacity double stacks went. Mm-hmm. Um, some – like, I think we had a 10-millimeter Glock for a while. I think it was a Glock Model 40, the competition size. Mm-hmm. And um, that stayed for a while, but then someone ended up getting it. And it was actually an older lady, and we were trying to tell her that's probably too much of a gun for her, But she wanted it anyway, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. we sold – we sold out of pretty much all of our ARs. I remember I sold. Uh, we had an LWRC uh, ICSPR, which mm-hmm. is like a, about a twenty-two hundred dollar gun. I sold, and uh, I'll tell you what we what what sat, which really surprised me. I have no idea why. Is we still have a Keltep Sub Two Thousand um, that takes Glock mags, and uh, I won't say our price on it, but I'll tell everybody I got home from work today at four twenty-nine. <laughs> okay <laughs> but uh, uh but i will tell you i mean i have no idea how that's sit there of so all that's things. still Those there hard to that's get. still there that's still there oh yeah because people actually, probably don't actually, know they don't know about it right we actually restocked too in um like some of the things that aren't really selling right now like we have some of like the um we have some of the uh like the sar nines that's like you know uh, imported pistol We've got uh, just the Walter stuff. I'm surprised it doesn't sell as well as it, you know, as, people, as, as well made. Yeah, I think people don't realize um, the differences with Walter. I know I was like that. I had friends who had Walter guns. Mostly they were competition people, you know, but they liked the ergonomics of it and everything like that. And maybe it looks a little bit weird, but when you actually handle it, you realize, oh, this actually feels better and they are well made. I think that, yes, they probably need to do more and more work because a lot of this is this is all like marketing and stuff like that. Marketing. Yeah, but maybe out of this thing, the folks who actually wind up buying that and then realizing, oh, wait a second, this is really this is really cool gun. Maybe they'll will make some Walther, more Walther fans out there. By the way, shout out to the Walther guys. They do sponsor the shout podcast. Shout out to them. Yes, absolutely. Shout out. And, and I- and I will tell you, we just got some of the newer CCPs and 380 mm-hmm. in, and that is just a, you know, um, uh, we sold a couple of those to some, to, you know, to some uh, some ladies that are getting into shooting, mm-hmm. and it's very much like the Smith and Wesson Easy Shield, mm-hmm. where it's easy for them to operate, mm-hmm. and um, I think that's just a fantastic gun. Yeah, I think that one should do really well. Yeah, yeah. I just recently did a video. A friend of mine had the uh, CCP and 380, 
and he lent it to me to do a video. Very easy, easy recoil, easy to use. Um, he told me he didn't shoot it before he lent it to me, and he. I was talking to him today, and he shot it, and he he likes it. You know, so um, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Let me see here. Uh, let's start with let's start with um, Chuck on this one. How are you guys? How is how's the whole crisis looking? From uh, how's it looking in Alaska? Everything that's going down here. Well, um, first of all, I uh, got sick for a few days with a sinus infection, so I had to go get tested for COVID nineteen mm -hmm. because they won't let you into a doctor's office mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm unless you've been tested and get an appointment. And then uh, I tested negative. It took seven days for the test to get back. So they wait, they wouldn't see you. Okay, so they would not see you at all till they found out what your status was. Correct. Okay. And so you couldn't walk into, if you walked into the doctor's office, there's a phone number for you to call. And then they would refer you to the testing. And there's a drive-through testing area where you literally just drive your car. They hand you a face mask. You have to cover your mouth with a face mask, and they stick this Q-tip about that long right up to your brain, mm -hmm. right through your nose. And, um, yeah, it feels great. Yeah, and that's your typical, that's like your typical flu thing. I know they did that with me, and I was really mad. Because, like, yeah. I think in November or December, I had a flu. I had the flu, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that sucks. And we were just getting, yeah, and our flu and cold season has just been awful here. Mm -hmm. I mean, um the last few years, it hadn't been that bad. We've had mildly warm winters. Of course, you would say they were cold, but mm -hmm. um, you know, this year we actually had a true Alaska winter with you know negative twenty a couple, uh, couple of mm -hmm. weeks in a row, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. So um, yeah, we don't we don't yeah. need that over here. No negative twenty. Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> See, the thing is, I can't stand a hundred degrees in the heat. So. Oh yeah, I know. I know that's no good. Jokes either. on you in the summer, man. Oh, uh, we don't get to a hundred degrees in Florida. That doesn't really happen. Okay. Yeah. Because it's just too humid here. Um, and Florida, you know, for anyone who doesn't already know this, if you look at the map, Florida is pretty much the dingus of America. And it's all <laughs> dipped out in the, you know, in the Gulf and the, uh, uh, in the Atlantic. So, um, you know, that kind of cools it down a little bit. It does get really hot and gets humid. But I, you don't see it getting to 100. It's just like it could be 90 degrees and really humid. You know, which yeah. is which is. So I grew up in Georgia, so I understand. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Georgia might even get a little hotter in some places. So. Yeah, like Arizona wow. and stuff, they get to a hundred, you know, and they might be drier in places, but it's just ridiculous. You know, yeah. Yeah, they get to one hundred twenty. Yeah. Uh, interesting though, talking about temperature, Fairbanks, Alaska, which is six hours north of Anchorage, mm -hmm. you know. It can get 90, 95, even over 100 in the record books mm. in the summer because you got 24-hour daylight most mm -hmm. of the summer, mm -hmm. so it doesn't really cool down at night. Mm -hmm. And Fairbanks sits in this big bowl in between all these different mountain ranges, and so the heat just stays there in the summer. And, of course, the hot air rises in the winter. That's when it's, Those are the temperatures you see, like the negative 70 mm -hmm. and the negative 50. And I had my football coach um, – head football coach where I uh, coach at, he lived in Fairbanks uh, for college. And he said, he said all as high as 90 degrees in the summer and as low as negative 50 in the winter. <laughs> yeah. So that's, wow. that's crazy no, stuff right yeah, there. No, yeah, that's so Anchorage good. isn't that bad. No, that's Anchorage is like 60, 70, 80 in the summer. Mm -hmm. And then um, of course last summer, on the day I got married in an outdoor wedding, it was mm. 93 degrees oh, wow. in Anchorage. Okay. So we're, yeah. Congratulations. So, oh. Congratulations yeah. on getting yeah. married. Yeah. Congrats. Thanks. For sure. Uh, that's awesome. 
Uh, by the way, I want to the, the folks out there. If you haven't heard of Alaskan Ballistics, if you're not subscribed, please go there, subscribe. Uh, we much appreciate that, and then we will take some questions uh, for him here as well. Uh, Dill Speck, have you? Do you have any social media? Hank, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. No. I thought about what you told me last time I was on, uh-huh. and you you've convinced me that I need to get an IG, but I've I've been lazy lately. I've, uh-huh. I now I have been busy to right. to kind of make an excuse, but I'm I'm working on it very soon. Okay, cool. All right, all right. So go go to Alaskan Ballistics and uh, sign up over there. How's everything going in Kentucky so far as this COVID nineteen uh, situation here? Well, I'll tell you. Um, Things right now are, I, I want to say they're probably not quite as bad as they are in Florida and certainly in like New York and some of the other states mm-hmm. that have been hit. I mean, um, you know, um, it's like, I mean, I think we had, I think today they announced on the news, I think we've had like, I want to say we've had like six deaths total mm-hmm. from it. And they've all been like from people that are at least in their late 60s to um, like in the 80 year old range. Um, but I mean, you know, it's, it's definitely not a good situation, but I don't think we have it quite. I don't think it's hit us quite as bad as it's hit some of the other areas like New Jersey, where they had uh, 700, uh, police officers, uh, test positive mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. I think it's, um, affecting folks in, you know, in the big cities a, a lot more. Um, okay. All right. Cool. I know that, uh, the, the, I think they shut down the Kentucky plant for, uh, the Corvette, right? They That's did, right. yeah, they, yeah, they did. Come on, um, man, C8s are supposed to getting, be getting popped out. You know, I know. No, I no know. C8s now. Now the price of C8s are going to go up. Yeah. You know? Well, the plant, they'll probably they'll probably be making ventilators pretty soon. Yeah, probably. Yeah, more, more than likely. Man. Um, okay, let's see. So th- I think there's a question here, and I'm a little behind in the chat. Leave your questions in here. I'll catch up. I just want to make sure I get all the the. Uh, questions or comments for these guys smash the thumbs ups also so american freedom outdoors has a question for you alaskan ballistics says hey i have a question what is the most common rifle caliber in alaska i would have to say 300 win mag right now um as far as hunting is concerned uh 300 win mag is definitely uh the do all mm-hmm. it's what most people come into the shop looking for mm. Um, I've had one. They're great. Um, I don't currently own one, but um, you can do anything you want with a 300 Win Mag. You can literally load it with a 110 grain VMAX and go wolf and coyote hunting here in Alaska, or you can, you know, shoot caribou out the four and five, six, seven hundred yards if you want to, and still have an ethical shot on the game mm-hmm. if you know what you're doing. And um, it's powerful enough with the right bullet. You can go brown bear hunting or defend yourself against a brown bear. Um, that being said, a lot of the guides over in the Alaska Peninsula and um, over in Kodiak, they will not take you if you have less than a 338 Winchester Magnum. Wow. So that's a lot more common up here. And um, I've got one sitting next to me. But like, um, yeah, you can only, you can only glance. Six. You can only glance longingly over your shoulder, Chuck. That's it. That's all you could. You know, you can't, can't touch. No, no can't touch it. No, can't pick it up. I saw. I saw the look. I saw the look. Yeah. Uh, uh, I look at guns. I start drooling. I just yeah. Them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So three hundred. You're saying um, three hundred Win Mag. That's the most popular. Is it uh, cheaper in Alaska or? Well, um, 
all of our ammo has to go through an importer exporter in Washington state hmm. and it gets put on a barge. Hmm. So generally speaking, ammunition is not cheaper in Alaska. Oh. I know uh, like a box of 50 federal HST, nine millimeter, 124 grain, right? Uh, they're going for 40, 45 bucks. Oh, wow. And I know you can get, you can get it online in the lower at 48, but we can't get it online, mm-hmm. not because our state law doesn't allow us, but because once it goes into international boundaries, either through Canada on a truck, which that doesn't happen very much anymore, or on a barge, um, you know, once it hits international boundaries, you have. Oh, what happened there? Okay. I think that his, uh, his internet might've frozen. I was. So, yeah, you froze for a second. You said once you hit international boundaries. Yeah. Once you hit international boundaries, um, it has to be imported, exported. So mm-hmm. um, if you want to order a bunch of ammo online, you've got to order like five to $10,000 for the ammo to make the shipping cost up. Because mm-hmm. uh, you have the shipping cost from the online retailer to the place in Washington state. And then they got to put it on a freight and a pallet. And you've got the shipping cost, and there's a hundred and fifty dollar minimum shipping cost, even if it was one box of ammo. Wow. So, um, okay. I know I'm trying to get with Kip of Warwolf Ammo. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has uh, a completely waterproof slug, but he's dipped in like, um, uh, what do you call it, um, dry ice, and gotten that slug temperature down to in the negatives, mm-hmm. and pulled it out and shot it. And that's what we need up here, because. Uh, not a single shotgun slug is waterproof, and I found that out the hard way with a long story. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. But um, if you're fishing in Alaska and you need to have a bear and shotgun is your, your choice, um, you know, you need a waterproof slug. And I can't even get the only factory-made waterproof slug up here. Oh, wow. So Okay. Has it been out for a long time or not been out for a long time? I think it's been out two or three years. Uh, Warwolf Ammo is a small company in uh, in uh, uh, Idaho, and they do all of the like the flechette and the dragon's breath rounds and stuff like that. The mm. double ball round, okay. they do a lot of that stuff. Okay, yeah, is that um, the one that spins around, chops you up? Yeah, they do a lot of those specialty okay. ammos, mm-hmm. but they have the slug that's complete and buckshot too. That's mm-hmm. completely waterproof and mm-hmm. freeze proof and temperature proof, and I can't get it here. Oh, you would think that they would try to get it out there to you guys because that's the most practical application. There'd be a need for it. yeah, yeah, and, and there is, and um, like me and him are working on how to do it, but with the ammo crisis recently, we've had to uh, put that on hold. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, Michael Avon says, "How many? How much money would Dix uh, made if they didn't destroy all the guns?" Yeah, that's too bad. Too bad for them. Uh, yeah. Um, let's see if there are any other uh, questions here regarding uh, Kathleen. Music lover says, "CZs are the bestest." Okay, got that. Um, how did the CZs sell in the stores? Um, in Cabela's, not so much. They're not as popular in Alaska yet. No. Okay. Uh, I only own one CZ, and it's a um, Youth Model Twenty Two, um, mm-hmm. and it's the four fifty seven. It's great, mm-hmm. uh, but that's the only CZ I own. Mm-hmm. Um, you mm-hmm. know, uh, I know uh, several of the other stores that stock CZs sold out of a bunch of them, um, but Cabela's only stocks the P ten P ten C, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and the P ten F, and that's it. Yeah, and I think we still had them for a while mm-hmm. longer. Yeah, that just might be a regional thing. Uh, shout out to Elster's Rifles and Reloading out there as well. How do the CZs sell in Kentucky, Dylan? 
Well, um, like the uh, the Striker fired like the P10 series of guns. They sold fairly quick. I want to say like you know, the Glocks in like the Sig 365s and 320s went really quick. In the M&P, uh, like the 2.0s and the Shields, those went quick. And then probably right or right about the time we were running out of those types of guns, the CZ P10 started selling well. And then like the metal frame guns, like the SPO ones, the CZ 75, you know, uh, metal frame guns, those, um, those have their own following and they sold like pretty well. We eventually sold out of them, but it seemed like the, uh, the polymer frame guns, just nine millimeters sold, sold really quick. Okay. All right. So regardless of what they were, uh, the nine millimeter stuff went, yeah. Um, all right, there you go. That's for the SIG lovers out there. Uh, American Freedom Outdoors says, did y'all hear about SIG being bought out by Remington? I didn't hear that. You guys hear anything about that? I sure hope not. Good Lord. <laughs> I'm, pre- I'm, I'm pretty sure that was... Uh, April Fool's. April Fool's. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. They, Remington, sure Remington and Colt, they, they destroy everything they yeah. touch. Are we doing April's Fool's jokes seriously, American Freedom Outdoors? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Almost yeah. gave me a heart attack. It's been a long day. Ooh. I thought Johnny, uh, Johnny Ooh. over at One Eighty Second Ideas, he put out a video on that. Oh, he that's, did. Oh, he's sick. trying to start that rumor. Oh, yeah, start that rumor, shame so. on you, shame on you, Johnny. Naughty. Boy. It was a funny video. Naughty, very naughty. Okay, yeah, I'm sure it was. He does. He does really funny videos. Yes. Okay. So there you go. That's the only April Fools that we need right now, please. Okay. I'm sure it's not going to be the last sure. one. I guarantee you there's going to be a bunch of stuff uh, still coming in here. Now everyone else is going to get their April Fool's jokes up and running here. Um, all right, let's see what other um, what other things are coming up here. Um, uh, Kathleen Music Lover wants to know specifically what were the best sellers. Either one of you guys want to take that on uh was there something that was selling more than anything in your stores dylan i'm guessing it was glock but if you know if you've been... the, the the glock 19 was by far like i mean gen 3 gen 4 gen 5 were stocking dealers so we normally had all of them even the mos models those were the last ones to stay because cost but those even went um the 17s went really quick and then eventually we sold the 26s um but um I would say that, and then also the Sig three six five. That's always that's that's probably our mm. second or third best sell, uh, concealed carry gun uh, that we sell, mm-hmm. like as far as numbers go. And then this Taurus G two C is a really popular gun, just for I think it's a lot of gun for the money. Okay, all right. What about with you, Chuck? Uh, Glock nineteen, Glock seventeen, Glock twenty. Okay, those are ours. You know, the two nine millimeters and the ten. Right, Glock twenty uh, is Glock- that, that's a ten millimeter version. That's the 10 millimeter, similar to the 2145, and then I carry the Model 40, the long slide. The competition size. Yeah, mm. yeah. And when you said you sell it to that old lady, my wife carries that that G40 in the woods. Yeah. And the guys look at me across the counter and go, "This is too heavy to carry in the woods." I go, "My wife doesn't complain about it," and they just look at me right. like, "Right." Yeah. You know, I mean, so. listen. I think yes, absolutely. We don't believe that. We don't believe that. Hey, this gun is no good for you. I'm sure there was probably. Um, a reason why you said that right Dylan was you know well like there's no question that that a woman can handle a bigger gun like that mm-hmm. but um my, my thing with her is like being a being a beginner shooter that there's yeah. there's probably a better option out especially like in Kentucky where you know like bears are not the greatest concern there's 
really no reason like you can definitely get a smaller gun that's a little easier to you know to shoot and learn off of but i mean with you know with training i you know women are better shooters than men in my opinion okay yeah i agree um i think uh i would say that naturally women have uh they well you know what the best way to put this is they don't have the bad habits that we have as dudes that's the thing right there. Mm-hmm. They, there's some natural stuff that gives them um, an, a, an advantage, but also they don't have the bad habits that we have. Because we were kids and we played cops and robbers and we did this with our hands all the time. So it's real tough. You know, when we're shooting, it's tough. You have to like practice staying still, not going pew, pew, pew in your head. <laughs> you know, that's one of the things. Um, but ultimately, it all comes down to training. I know when we had, um, what was it, Jarrah Hutchins, we had her on, and she was like, don't tell women that they're better because then they won't want to train, which is true. You know, everyone feels like, oh, I'm a, I'm a woman, so I'm just naturally now better at something. And that doesn't work for anyone. Um, you know, everyone's got to get out there and train, practice, and all that kind of stuff to be better. So that's the way to put it. But you weren't trying to come down on the granny and say, hey, you know, you're too old for this gun. Were you, Dylan? No, it's just, you know, like we were, you know, she just said, she just said, I want a Glock. And that was the last Glock we had. And she just wanted it because it was a Glock. And we were just, and you know, hey, she ended up getting that. We were fine with it. But, um, you know, we had ammo for it, too. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, if it comes back, it's not going to be used. So. Right. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Couple uh, of weeks, it might be coming back a little cheaper price. <laughs> you know, if you, that's right. If you want to get, well, I know that's what your secret plan is, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll tell you, Busted. Sometimes, sometimes it's hard. It's hard to turn things down sometimes when we get things so cheap sometimes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> busted. Uh, Richard Hughes has a question for you, Chuck. He says, uh, do you know Basil Sands? I don't know if that's a joke. I don't know what that is. Basil Sands a real person? This is Richard Hughes you're talking about. I'm not familiar with the term. I, I've, I know he has a channel and I've watched his stuff before, but I'm not. Oh, I'm, oh Basil Sands uh, is his actual person? Okay. No, no, Richard Hughes. Oh, um, oh okay. I, I'm not sure about yeah. Basil Sands. I'm yeah. not. Yeah, you don't know what Basil Sands is. I've not heard Sands. of it. Yeah. Uh, or, is it, or is it Basil Sands? I don't know. I got in trouble with Lola because uh, this is just going to be weird to have a conversation about. But so I was in I was in a um, I was in Walmart because, you know, I was, forget about why I was in the Walmart. Anyway, I was over there and um, I told Lola, hey, I'm here. You know, if you need anything, let me know. You know, some people have to wait on lines and stuff. So she sent me a whole list. And on there was Basil. So then I go to the people and the thing, I'm like, where the hell is the basil? And the lady looks at me like, what, what's wrong with you? So when I'm trying to tell this to Lola, she's like, what are you talking about? What is basil? You know, and she, so she's like, oh, do you mean basil? Basil? So, yeah. Yeah, she got a good laugh out of that. But, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. Uh, and Richard Hughes gave us two bucks to ask you that question. So I don't know. Richard Hughes, you're going to have to. Oh, he says it's an author from Alaska. No, I don't know her yeah. or him. So, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Do you know Richard Johnson from Alaska? No, you don't know everyone in Alaska. I'm going to see you. <laughs> No. Yeah. Okay. No, we are a small state, but there's still 300,000 people in Asia, I think. Yeah. I think yeah, I'm just teasing Richard Hughes. And Richard, is that a gun-related person in Alaska? Let us know. 
Yeah, Kathleen Music Lover says, is Richard Hughes a real person? No. He's definitely an <laughs> uh, android. <laughs> that's, that's what I would say. Um, uh, John Voorhees says, uh, what does he say here? He says, uh, uh, was it when you went, uh, went to look for Hot Wheels cars? Yes. <laughs> that's about the only thing I need out of a Walmart. <laughs> Yeah, a Walmart's a Walmart's are locked down to me. I don't, but you know they have Hot Wheels, so that is I've okayed the purchasing of Hot Wheels out of there. That's about it, because you know it's tough. Yeah. It's tough to find those things. Like if you want to get, I found this really cool uh, toilet bowl seat Hot Wheels in there. Check that out. Mm. See that toilet bowl seat Hot Wheels? You can't you you can't pass that up. You know you can't pass up those kind of things. Uh, Armin and Axis says Hank equals dork. Yeah, well, I mean, what can I say? Uh, and Richard Hughes says he does gun stories. Um, and that Basil would be a good guess. Yeah, I've never... Basil Sands? That doesn't even sound... I don't know. That's a nom de plume, I'm going to assume. I mean, let me look, let me look this Basil Sands. I don't know if Richard is trying to trap me. I feel very suspicious... Of Richard Hughes with this one, but I am gonna Google it. Basil Sand. Might be another Able Fools. Yeah, exactly. Let's see if it comes. They out. had me with that first April Fools. I was about to, I was about to write some letters. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's an author. Okay, it looks like it's an author here. There you go. Carl's last fight, faithful warrior. Oh, he does some gun stuff. There you go. Cool. All right. Yeah, we've got to, we've got to look him up. So, you know, Definitely. yeah. Um, all right. So let's see what else here. We had a couple of things we were going to talk about before we got on here that I was telling you guys to remind me. Uh, your video that came out today. Oh, uh, yeah. That's one of the things we could talk about. We can. Uh, I did post a video on YouTube, the Hank Strange channel. Um, it's called. I forgot what it's called. No, it's actually called Losing Your Friday. Do you guys know what that means? Losing your Friday? Do you guys have any? Got to listen to half of it. <laughs> yeah. So basically, so this is like uh, I'll I'll tell people the story out there, but I'm gonna ask you guys to go check out the Hank Strange YouTube slash Hank Strange. There is a video there. I'll roll it in here for a second that just went up on there. We just turned it on. Um, I'm in the car driving around, checking out stuff, talking talking about stuff in the video. So I'll explain that to you guys. So Losing Your Friday is a thing I learned from a friend of mine, this uh, Panamanian guy I used to do music with, his name was Enos. And he was telling me a story about a friend of his. They used to hang out and this guy, uh, he met this girl, fell in love, got married. But he every Friday he would still go out with the boys, right? And, you know, go drinking or playing dominoes or whatever. And his wife was cool with that. And then one Friday, he got sick or something, and he didn't go, and he stayed home. So then the following Friday, when he was going to go hang out with the boys, his wife was like, what, what are you doing now? You know, he's like, oh, I'm going to go do what I've been doing all these years. She was like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. You lost there that. There goes the Friday. Yeah, yeah. So he lost his Friday. And when he told me that story, it stuck in my mind. Every time, I've lost many Fridays to Lola over the years since that you can ask her like even sometimes she's like oh i lost my friday like something she loses a friday sometimes but the reason why i'm telling that story is i feel like that's what's happening to us right now 
with this COVID-19 thing, and even with 9-11, it seems like these crises come up, the government puts all these new, oh, we have to do this to protect you, to save you, and the things we lose, we don't ever get back. So even after this situation, you know, that started out being, hey, we need to slow this down for 15 days, then now they have to slow it down for 30 days. Some places are pushing that thing to November, the end of the year, indefinitely. It's, I feel like we'll never get our Friday back with this freedom that we're losing right now. I totally agree with that. It reminds me of the story of Wally Pipp. Mm-hmm. Wally Pipp was the uh, first baseman in 1920s for the New York Yankees. And uh, he got replaced one day because he wanted to take a day off if he'd been playing so hard. He got replaced by Lou Gehrig. Oh, so, done. Like, <laughs> and that's when Lou Gehrig's streak started that he played 2,130 games or whatever the number was in. And um, don't be, don't get Wally Pipp. Yeah. So, <laughs> So yeah. what we tell our football players uh, at uh, the high school here, one of the high school series, we tell them, don't get w- Wally pipped. Mm-hmm. Don't take a day off. Don't take a playoff. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we as a, a freedom-loving Second Amendment community have done that. Um, just with the um, the uh, the uh, the petition that I uh, did with the red flag laws here in Alaska, you let me put it in a super chat. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And um, like 1,200 people viewed that petition 400 people signed it mm-hmm. and I'm only getting the petition out to two way community people. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. There's a chance on change.org that some liberal saw it, but, uh, for the, the 98% of the people who saw it and our gun people, why would you not, not sign? Hey, I won't travel to Alaska if they do it. Like, I feel like, uh, um, we, we, as a gun community, we only get 40 or 50 percent of people to do things. Mm-hmm. And we, that's why we're getting Wally pipped and yeah. we're getting Wally pipped with this virus. I mean, the, the number one thing they're taking out your first amendment rights with this virus, uh, your freedom to assemble peacefully assemble. It's gone right now. You don't have it. Mm-hmm. And like I can get on these constitutional rampages rants all the time. So stop me if I get too long winded here, but no, I'm a hundred, like, I'm a hundred percent with you. I don't think we're going to get any of this back. I mean, Okay, there's this thing going around, and it's definitely taking out some people, right? And the whole world is dealing with it, and it's affecting some places more than others. But how long are we really planning on shutting down America? Seriously. Yeah. You know, what exactly is the plan here? I know they, the, the governor of Florida wasn't coming out and putting out anything official, but people in Florida were, were, are out there, you know, social distancing, schools are closed here just like anyone else, there's all that stuff going on. But the media basically put pressure on him until today he came out and said, okay, now I'm putting out this order, you know, to, to shut down Florida, which I'm not really sure what that does. But it's just the fact that we're getting used to, and even the media is saying, oh, you got to do this. Everyone has to do this. What exactly are we doing it for? How long can we really be shut down here? Totally agree. And I just feel like that we're not going to recover from this as financially as well as we want to. This is going to head us into a recession. Mm-hmm. And that could, that could seriously lead to a Biden presidency. People, people think I'm crazy for saying that, mm-hmm. but... You know, Trump's not the most pro-gun one, but Biden's going to be worse, you know? Well, I think that's and, I think that's definitely what the media is trying to push on us. Like, oh, here's a situation that Trump can't handle. I don't really feel that way. I feel like, first of all, there's no president that's doing everything by himself. 
right? So there's tons of capable people out there working under the president and in general working in the government. This is why this is why we set up everything the way we did here in America and why so many people like myself leave everything behind to come live in America. We have a system set up. I think it's working. Uh, people are out there doing something about this. The weird thing is this pressure that we're putting on people, uh, maybe some big companies can survive this, but lots of small businesses are already done right now. In 80% of America, uh, the 80% of the business in America is small businesses. That's mm -hmm. what runs our economy. I mean, it is go it is just going to be absolutely horrific. Mm -hmm. And I hate to sound negative, but mm -hmm. it's the truth. Yeah, and we're unnecessarily putting it on everyone when we're not really in that situation. And what I'm saying is, okay, so we're already not going to the movies. We're already not going to the restaurants. We're already not partying or whatever. What else do you want? <laughs> and why? Why do you want this? If, if there's a thing that we all have to deal with, there are some countries that realize that, that people have to get herd immunity to this. So unfortunately, some people are going to lose their lives. Uh, lots of people are going to get this thing. Most people are going to be treated. Some people are going to lose their lives. But if we destroy economies, the economy over this thing, then what? Yeah. Yeah. And it, if you listen to some financial guys on YouTube and on other places that uh, the the economy was due for a reset anyway, we were mm -hmm. kicking the economy can down the road mm -hmm. uh, with, you know, Trump's budget right now is one point one trillion dollar deficit, which, you know, blows anything Obama did out of the water as far as deficit mm -hmm. deficit spending. Mm -hmm. And of course, it's not just him. It's the Congress that passed mm -hmm. that all up mm -hmm. and everybody else as well. And like you can't keep spending money more than you make. Right now, the U.S. government, if it were a family of four making fifty thousand dollars a year, it's spending seventy-five to eighty thousand dollars a year and already has nine hundred thousand dollars in credit card debt. Mm -hmm. That's how our U.S. government. You can't be economically successful during that. And like, is this it, the pin that breaks the big economic explosion bubble? And I think that's why you're seeing the gun sales because this is the pin. That is going to prick that bubble. You know, we had that the dot com bubble in the early two thousands, late nine. Then we had the housing bubble bust, mm -hmm. and all we did was roll all that bad debt mm -hmm. into we, we the U.S. It. dollar yeah. as a currency. Yeah, yeah. we delayed it. We've, we put it into the U.S. dollar as a currency, mm -hmm. and we're printing money like crazy to cover that bad debt mm -hmm. uh, through QE one and QE two and QE three with Obama, and now we're still doing it, but not call it quantitative easing. Mm -hmm. Like financially, like that's why I'm buying guns and ammo, because financially soon, I predict in the next five to 10 years, you're not going to have a U.S. dollar that's solid. Mm -hmm. The dollar's you know? going to hell. Mm -hmm. I think it's yeah. been going there for a long time. So I so I hope after this we reset to normal. I feel like we're not going to reset to 100 percent normal. There's some things that we should definitely change without a doubt. Like I've said, hey, from going through this, certain things we should definitely change, like what gets manufactured in America. Pretty much everything should be manufactured here, you know. Um, but what I'm really worried about the most is the things that they're going to go, listen, because of this, we got to do this stuff now. These are going to be the new rules or how we're going to do things. And everyone's going to be forced to do this from it's now on. It's just like uh, – uh, sorry, Hank, to cut no, you off. Ahead. But it's just like on, on Fox News, uh, I, want to, I want to commend uh, – I don't, I don't know if you all saw uh, Representative Thomas Massey. Um, he is the congressman from Kentucky for my uh, – where my, uh, my mom and my stepdad, he's their congressman. And they're 
in their district. Mm -hmm. And he did a great job in exposing Pelosi for wanting to vote on this $2 trillion spending without anyone even showing up to vote. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he just exposed that. And it just shows, you know, how can we just keep printing money to keep the economy alive? Sounds awful a lot to me, like what Venezuela and Greece did. And look at where their currency went. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you heard on Fox News, but Thomas Massey was interviewed. And I can't remember the woman's name, the, the news anchor. But she said, but, but, you know, Thomas Massey said, the Constitution states that everyone must be here to vote on this bill. And she said, well, these are extraordinary circumstances, just like what you were just saying, Hank. The Constitution is yeah. is here, is yeah. written. What do we pay them for? We pay them, yeah, but because they don't want to take risks. I'm sorry. We, this is your job. <laughs> you know, we pay you to take risks. Just like being the president. Yeah, you might get, you might get this thing because you're the president. But that's what you're supposed to do. Get up there and do do what you need to do, even if it takes you out. Other presidents have done it. Other We've lost other presidents on the job, right? You know, we've lost congressmen and senators and all that on the job. So get up there and do your job, you know, and okay, you, you want to figure out a different way. But I, I think that they ultimately only want to do the things that benefit them. You know, if there were different ways that gave us more freedom... Right. Gave us better access to, to what these guys are up to or ways of getting rid of them. Hey, I'm down. I'm, you know, I, I could go with that. But I don't think that's what they're going for. Um, I remember I don't know if you guys watched Joe Rogan, but I remember Ro Joe Rogan had Edward Snowden on from Russia. And it was it's really interesting. You should look at that. Um, he basically Snowden was talking about how after 9-11, we basically don't have the Constitution anymore. We just don't know it. You know, the things that yeah. went into effect, the Patriot Act, etc. You know, there were a few of these congressmen and senators that are aware of this, but the rest of us really aren't because this is not a thing that they could tell the rest of America, hey, by the way, we did this. You know, so that now is an illusion, and I feel like that way. I feel like that's true, you know. Um, I feel like what he's saying there is true, that we lost that, from not, so now what, what do we stand to lose now at this point? You know, if we've already gone there, what happens after this when these guys could just willy-nilly put things on it like the world has never seen a virus before? Well, what happens next is the boots kick down your door at 4 a.m. when you walk outside to, to walk your dog because you, you have your right and freedom of privacy in this symbol and they... They don't have that. I mean, yeah. once the Constitution is gone, they have the right to kick down your door for just about anything, including making dissident videos like we're doing now. Yeah. So we turn it uh, into by a the way, police state. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. By the way, Dylan, uh, Thomas Massey is my right in for president. I'm going to write him in for president. Okay. I'm not, uh, awesome. I, can't, I can't vote for Trump with what he did with the bump stocks. Mm -hmm. And it's not even the bump stocks themselves. It's going around the Constitution. Mm -hmm. Bump stocks are stupid. Mm -hmm. But um, – they're fun, but they're stupid. Mm -hmm. you know? right. Using executive fiat to rewrite the law. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I can't. I can't. It's agree a tough pill to swallow for, I think, any gun guy. Well, yeah. it's not just the bump stock. It's the fixed Nick's debacle. Mm -hmm. I mean, that yeah. was another that was another thing. I yeah. mean, I'm I mean, I'm I think he's been a good president in most areas, but he has not kept his end of the bargain when it comes to protecting the Second Amendment. I didn't hear anything about bump stocks and fixed Nick's. While he was running for uh, president and the NRA endorses mm -hmm. him, I didn't hear about any of that stuff. I feel like, you know, 
I feel like I signed the lease to a car when uh, you you look down the lease and it tells you about all the repair work it needs and you just don't know it yet. I mean, mm-hmm. w- the gun owners put him in the White House and he is not doing his job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's just my opinion. No, I think a lot of us share that opinion. Look, if so, right before this, actually, since he became president, Democrats have been trying to impeach him. If they weren't trying to impeach him, he would be giving them more stuff. You know, the whole play exactly was like, right. okay, we'll give them the bump stocks. You guys don't need that, and then they'll be happy. No, that's that's BS. And immediately they weren't happy because they know better than that, right? Unfortunately, keep chipping away. Yeah, unfortunately, we have other people here that are selling us out. I agree with you, what you're saying, Chuck. I agree with you, Dylan. I think that Trump's not super strong for the Second Amendment, but there's other gun guys selling us out because look at the info that the left has right now that if you go back just a few years, they didn't have all of this info about specific things. And this is why they didn't go for the okie doke that the NRA was trying to pull over on them by offering up uh, bump stocks as a sacrificial lamp. Right. They knew better than that. They immediately didn't want it. And they kept hitting him, even though everyone thought, oh, this would be. And and right before they went on the, the last one, before we got into this crisis, he was just about to make deals with them. Yeah, especially on the red flag law. Yeah. The suppressors. Yeah. Suppressors. Yeah. Good Lord. So there was some scary stuff that was about to come down. And this was the, the administration working with the left. Right. And, yeah, and, and people and people on the right. There's Republican Republicans that are going for all this stuff, too. You know, Rhino, Lindsey Graham. Yeah. And they need they need to be voted out of office as quickly as possible. Mm hmm. You know, I have a different theory on that. Um, I, I agree, Dylan. Sorry to interrupt you, Dylan. But and and I wish I had the balls to do this myself because I don't yet. But I, if you are a legislator, I think that you should be. If you violate the Constitution of the United States, you should be arrested. I should be able to go put you under citizen's arrest. Um, Garen Tarr, who wrote House Bill 62 here in Alaska and the red flag laws, which I think we stalled in committee this year again, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, I'll have to go look it up right after this podcast. But um, I should be able to go and Cummings and the others that sponsored it with her. I should be able to go to her house and put her under arrest for violating something. And red flag laws aren't even a Second Amendment issue. They're a Fourth and Fifth Amendment issue to me. And um, you don't get a, uh, anything that includes an ex parte hearing is a hearing that you can't uh, be a part of. That's violating your right to a public and speedy trial under the Fifth Amendment. And like, I think she should be able to be, I should be able to go to place her under citizen's arrest and take her in front of a judge and said, she introduced this legislation, this legislation violating the United States of America Constitution. And her oath, and she should, she is guilty of dereliction of duty of her oath. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what, it, until we do something like that and it gets publicized across the nation, these lawmakers are still going to do what they want to do. Yeah. At this point, voting them out, because if you look at the tendency for a um, incumbent, the tendency is an incumbent wins like, what, 80, 90 percent of the races? Um so something, something to think about. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, like I don't think judges will stand up to that. I agree with you. I think we need to have some mechanism by which we can, you know, we can do something to, with with these people who don't hold up the Constitution. Um, it, go ahead. 
And and not only that, Hank, why don't these red flag laws af- apply to these politicians? The the lovely young lady you had on your uh, the I can't remember her name. What was the lawyer lady you had on your show a, a couple a while ago? You and Walter were talking with her about the Florida red flag laws. Oh, that was how they were trying to. Um, that was oh man, I forgot her name right now. Uh, Flying Rich knows who you're talking about. Name. Yeah, we'll we'll see that uh, here in the chat here in a uh, second. I can't remember her name, but she made the excellent point. That Florida Senate majority leader Mm -hmm. that threatened her, why doesn't he get red flagged, that Mm -hmm. piece of garbage? Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, it's 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 what's good for me and not for thee. And sorry mm -hmm. if I'm interrupting you. No, 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 no. I'm a little bit I'm a little bit uh, turned up right now because, you know, I like to come on your show and we have a good time. But um, I I do not take the when I think about how our rights are being eroded. I mean, this is serious business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, let me just remind everyone to smash the thumbs ups out there right now. Along these lines, along these lines, while we're waiting for someone, I can't believe her name went out of my head, but she was just here. Uh, the Florida, she went to uh, University of Florida Law School. I carried my revolver in single action, says, do you really think we'll ever have a pro 2A president on our no compromise level? I keep saying this over and over, keep wishing, but for now... Trump is our best choice. Okay, so let's have the conversation about that. Um, politicians, my, here's my answer. I'm going to let you guys get into this. I'm just going to say my thing real quick. Uh, politicians, no. <laughs> I don't think we'll ever have any politician out there who, who, who can get to this level that truly is no compromise on the Constitution. But what I think is we do really need that. There's some things that have nothing to do with politics, right? And the Constitution should not have anything to do with politics. Second Amendment, etc., should not have anything to do with politics, right? Because if, if we allow that, not just the Second Amendment, there's going to be lots of things that we could just politically rationalize why we don't need this protection for people anymore, right? So that's that's the way that I feel about it. I feel like we should not have to have that. If this should be a thing that should just be sealed up somewhere and these bastards can't touch it, but just the way that the world's moved, we've moved away from that. Uh, what do you guys think? Who wants to jump in here first on this one? Go ahead, Dylan. Uh, are you sure? Yeah, go for yeah, it. Go for go it. Uh, well, well, I'll tell you this. Um, just my opinion based on, you know, I, I don't I don't claim to be a political expert, but I believe that the establishment has control um, to a large degree of the national elections. The way we're going to keep our rights is by keep fighting on the grassroots and local levels. And um, basically, you know, I, I hate to sound negative, but, you know, the, the only real no compromise um, president that we've ever had on gun rights in the modern era, in my opinion, and when I say modern era, I mean in the last 50, 60 years was pretty much John F. Kennedy. I mean, you can look up some of the quotes he had. The man had three Colt SP1s. Um, he really, he really, he really was a true Second Amendment defender, in my opinion. And he also stood up for a lot of other things. And he had his faults. You know, he liked to be with a lot of different women, which, you know, I can't, you know, I'm not judging him on that. But as a, you know, as, as a man and everything and as his job, I mean, he stood up for a lot of things and he didn't last very long, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's interesting. I never, um, that's something that I didn't really know that, uh, JFK was that pro second amendment. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to have to spend some time looking into that. That's a interesting thing right there. Okay. So where, where, where do you, where are you at on this, Chuck? Oh, by the way, I'm um, sorry. Sorry. I I hate to cut you off. 
Chris Ann Hall. That's the woman you were looking for, the name, Chris Ann Hall. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Go, okay. Sorry about that, Chuck. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, no problem. Um, well, somebody sent me a Facebook meme on my Alaskan ballistics when I did an anti-Trump rant because mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm too conservative for Trump. But uh, too pro. <laughs> Trump is in the middle. And Trump is not really left or right. I don't think people realize yeah, Trump, that. Trump would have made a great Democratic candidate 20, 30 years ago. But because the Democratic Party has moved so far left, mm-hmm. we consider him a Republican. Right. Which that, you know, that shows you how much the Republican Party has moved to the center. Mm-hmm. And um, when it comes to Second Amendment rights, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, you won't vote for Trump. So that means you must want Hillary to win or you won't vote for Trump. You must want Biden or Sanders or whoever gets the eventual nomination to win. Right. And um Basically, somebody sent me a meme in response to that on uh, Facebook, and it said uh, it had two guys laughing at each other. It goes, if, well, if you won't eat diarrhea, you must like a turd. <laughs> and I mean, and that's the perfect analogy, though. Uh, I mean, it doesn't matter in the end. You're both eating shit, you know, yeah. and excuse my language. But, yeah. uh, you know, uh, I get, think we got to the point where, you know, left wing, right wing, it's the same falling out of the sky bird. It's mm-hmm. not even the same bird. It's the same duck that's been shot and folds his wings and slats on the water yeah um sorry i love duck hunting, yeah. but uh it's like uh <laughs> it's just like that that's where we're at right now and that's why i'm writing in thomas massey and people mm-hmm. say that's that's wasting your vote no wasting my so. vote is not voting. Voting. or not wasting voting. my vote is yeah mm-hmm. wasting my vote is either not voting or voting for somebody i know is going to do a bad job mm-hmm. trump has betrayed me that's a wasted vote mm-hmm so that's, it, I'm pretty look, passionate about that. But. And, and let me add to this, Chuck. If Trump lost by a by a very low margin, his campaign would look at how he lost his votes. And let's say, you know, there's a libertarian candidate that took a significant amount. They would they would have to look at that and say, well, we had some Republicans that would that voted for us the first time that didn't the second. What contributed to that? Eventually, the Republican Party is going to figure out the hard way that you keep messing with our rights and all of them are not are going to be out of a job mm-hmm. because I refuse to accept mediocrity. I refuse to accept people like uh, Lindsey Graham and Rick Scott saying, oh, well, if you don't vote for us, the left's just going to take all your rights. Bring it on. Yes, I'd yeah. rather them take all our rights and everyone's engaged when they're after our rights. But when Republicans do it, they're sneaky and everybody goes to sleep for some odd reason. Yeah, well, because of what we're saying here. So here's how I look at it, right? First of all, vote. I don't I don't even tell my kids how to vote and what to believe in, right? I tell them what I believe in. I try to I, I try to explain to them why I believe these things and leave it up to them, you know, to become men by figuring out where their where their compass is and who they are. Um, and when it comes to other people, I just say vote. It doesn't, you know, you do, do what you have to do. The worst part is when you don't vote and when you don't participate in this and when you don't stand up and say something. So I don't like personally, it always is funny to me that folks out there who say they believe in freedom then want to beat up someone because they're like, well, I'm just not going to vote for this guy. That Well, what are you talking about? That's, that person has the right to vote however they want to vote. You know, this is a decision that you get to make. At the same time, I, I also agree with what Dylan just said, that I think that this whole specter that Republicans are able to get away with that, hey, 
I know I did some terrible things because I took the money and made some compromises. But if you don't if you don't get out there and vote for me, then you're really screwed. I think that's nonsense. And that is how we wound up here where we are, where gun guys are asleep. Like you said, Chuck, that you put up this thing and no one wanted to share it or get involved in it or, or you know, or sign or sign the uh, sign the petition because everyone's asleep right now because of the letter that's behind the name of the person who's president. What the hell does that mean? You know, when Trump became president, they had a supermajority, the Republicans. They had the president. They had the House. They had the Senate. They had everything. They could have they could have done all kinds of things. And what did they keep saying? Oh, just wait till the midterms. Yeah. Just wait till the midterms. Didn't do a damn thing. <laughs> oh, they passed yeah. fixed nicks. That's what they did for us. They passed fixed nicks. Yeah. Yeah. Total incompetent leadership. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. They didn't pass the Hearing Protection Act. They didn't pass, pass the balanced budget amendment. They didn't pass all these things that conservatives were for. And it's like it was at that point that I was really convinced that we have one party in Congress with two factions. Mm-hmm. We have one party in Congress with two factions. Yeah. Uh, who was it? Ron Paul said a uh, third party. Hell, I wish there were two. Yeah. So I, I think what we yeah. need in some aspects, what we need here, as scary as it sounds to people, is we need like a burn down of all these things. I believe one, what happened with Hillary is kind of a burn down a Democratic Party, but they're pretty tough. It's going to take a lot to get rid of them. I think that Trump uh, getting the nomination on the Republican side is definitely a burn down for the Republicans because he's not what they wanted. This is why we're seeing all of this chaos in the Trump White House, right? Right. Because because they because Republicans don't actually want him there or want him to be successful. So we've got a lot of confusion. They're the ones leaking things and all of that. Um, that's pretty much what's happening there. But we but we need to come to a point where we realize that neither none of these things is working for any of us, you know, and maybe that takes like I think more people were active in the gun community under President Obama. You know? I couldn't agree more. So absolutely. Yeah. The range says this, which I'm going to I'm going to put it, throw it up here. You know, we're, we're having a conversation. Range says when Dementia Joe or Mario Cuomo take away your AR-14s. You'll have yourselves to blame. Laugh out loud. So, um, so what happens when uh, Trump takes it away? <laughs> you know, Seriously, what happens when the Republicans and and Trump go over there and make a deal with these guys or whatever, and then they take it away? What happens if after this thing they go, you know what, we you guys don't really need all these these guns from now, you know, because because this thing's going to be around forever, and we might have future things. We got to do this. No, I think ultimately. These things are, you know, these things are untouchable. Like the Second Amendment should be untouchable. The Constitution should be untouchable. I get it. We've had to modify things and all of that, but you shouldn't be modifying it to take away, you know, um, take away stuff like the Second Amendment or freedom of speech, etc. So to me, sometimes it's just got to burn down. Because that's the only way people wake up and pay attention to what's going on. But at the same time, hey, everyone make your choices and do what you want to do. Because we're here and now, regardless of all of that. You know, so after this all goes away and everyone like stops obsessing over toilet paper and all the other things, guns and ammo and stuff like that right now that everyone's obsessing over. And let's say things go back to normal. Then you will see 
some things that might blow your mind. Or you might wake up to find that when we were all doing this, like they couldn't bring their asses down there to vote over the stimulus package, but you'll find out that they all got together and voted about something else that you don't know about. Okay, and at that point, it's going to be pretty tough. And the thing that you really need, here's the thing behind, besides all of that. You don't actually need the Constitution or a piece of paper. You know, you need the thing really inside of your heart, like your real heart that says, oh, we've reached a point now where I'm going to fight about this. You know, that's, that's the thing that we all need. You could have all the guns stacked up in your house, all the ammo stacked up in your house, that, that stuff, as we all know and we say all the time, those things don't do anything on their own. It's going to come to a point where people go, yeah, you guys could do what you want to do, say whatever you want, make up whatever laws, they do not exist. You know, so, and I don't know. I don't know if we're really at that point because like you guys are saying, I don't really see enough gun people upset enough to like really get out there anywhere in any state capital and just really get pissed off about this. I think we, the closest we've come is what happened in Virginia a few months ago. And they waited until it was too late. Yeah. 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 So, um, go ahead. I wanted to just kind of get on what you were saying is that the Constitution can't change. The government didn't grant you those rights in the Constitution. Mm -hmm. It recognized them. Now, whatever your personal beliefs are, I mean, the Declaration of Independence says you were endowed by your creator with mm -hmm. certain inalienable rights. I believe in that creator. But mm -hmm. even if you believe that, you know, a star blew up 13.5 million years ago and created all of us uh, or the galaxy, the Big Bang and whatever, whatever you believe, mm -hmm. even if you're an atheist, whatever makes you human mm -hmm. gave you those rights. Yep. And you have those rights, whether you're an American or an Australian or living in uh, whatever country you want to name, Germany, you know, Zimbabwe, you have those rights because you're a human being. You have the right to freedom of speech because you're a human being. Our Constitution recognizes those rights. It doesn't grant those rights. Mm -hmm. And any politician that takes them away is, is violating those rights. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what country they're in. Um, there's a YouTube video. He's in the chat sometimes. Second Amendment for, Can for Canada. Mm -hmm. um, and he wants a Second Amendment for Canada. You have a Second Amendment. You have the right to defend yourself. You've you've let the politicians take it over in yeah. the last several. There's a Second Amendment for the world. <laughs> it's called right. being a that's human right. being. Be any creature that's, that's alive right. on this planet has the right to fight and they do fight. The plants fight back against us. Animals fight back each other. Everything's, what the hell is a virus? A virus is something fighting for its life, right? So yeah. everything has the right to fight, including us. You yeah. know, we Agreed. have that just from, by the virtue of being alive. The, the, the thing is, do people really believe that in their hearts? And are they willing to do it? I know the range says, Hank, less than the... 1% of gun owners will fight to keep their arms. That's my feeling. Uh, I'm talk he says, I'm talking actually fight. Um, yeah, you know, uh, that's true. It's that we've, we've, we've definitely seen what's happened in other countries. Look, I hope, I, I, really, I really hope that the fact that there's so many people out there buying guns, you know, and it's not just the gun guys. I know the gun guys are probably right now trying to like think, oh shit. Let me get some stuff that I didn't get. I'm really not doing that because I've because I but that's, you know, me. I went through what happened in 2013. Right. So because of that, I'm always stocking up on stuff. 
you know, and I'm always <laughs> buying things. So right now, like, I'm not really doing any of that. I might do some horse trading here or there right now with everything going on. So these new people who are coming on board, I hope that this freedom sticks with enough of them that after this, they realize, like, think about that thing that scared the crap out of you and made you decide after all this time that you're going to go buy a gun and you're going to go get ammo. And what it was is the realization that you cannot defend yourself and that the cops are not going to defend you. And if you cannot defend yourself, you don't have anything. Whatever it is, whatever illusion you have in your mind, which most of life I think is an illusion, like money is an illusion, all that kind of stuff. Whatever illusion you have in your mind that you own something, that you have your family members or your food or your toilet paper or whatever it is, <laughs> if you can't defend that thing, you don't actually have it. You know, that's the most basis thing that will happen when someone rolls up on you and it might not be the crook or anything like that that you think it might just be the government rolling up on you and going listen for the betterment of everyone we got to take your toilet paper and share it out evenly amongst all people right yeah things like that will happen whether people believe it or not you can stock up and hoard up all the stuff you want to but when they realize like hey listen you can't have that that's for everyone if you can't defend that, if you can't defend your stance that that's yours, you don't have that thing. And, and Hank, I want to add, too, to what you're saying. Not only do I hope people, um, you know, they learn to stock up and they learn to um, train and they learn mm -hmm. to be responsible. I hope that they realize I've got a lot of family members and I don't call them Democrats because, like you said, there's anti-gun Republicans, mm -hmm. anti-freedom Democrats. They're all the same. Mm -hmm. But – they have the mindset that I have to vote for what's ever best for me, and they don't think about the, our rights being eroded, and they allow this stuff to happen. I really hope that they realize what they are voting for because, like you said, the, they are, the politicians are making deals behind the scenes. I'm very convinced after seeing so many people buy guns that we have the American people on our side, and the politicians know that that we are winning this argument the the problem is we are dealing with oath breakers we're dealing with elitists we're dealing with criminals that's 85 90 percent of people in washington they're all elitist oath breakers mm -hmm. and they sell our rights down the river and they get those big money bloomberg checks mm -hmm. i think and and, Go ahead. and well and i'm i'm just saying i i really hope you know my thing like um i, I just hope one day when i'm older that the, the next generation remembers me as somebody that was trying to preserve our rights and just trying to, to help them because um, a lot of this selfish thinking is really um, starting to backfire on people. Yeah. I think it's just a, it's a lot of brainwashing that's out there. And I think most of me, me included, right? No matter how tough we all think we are, there's some level of brainwashing that affects all of us. You know, and I Absolutely. think and I think that there's some people out there that just don't see this in normal circumstances. They're like, hey, everything's fine, which it is. It really is. We're not we're not no one's starving right now. And I think the likelihood that people in America are going to be starving is pretty low. This is a breadbasket. America, we produce stuff to eat. You know, the tractor, the roads are still there. 
You know, the roads aren't blown up. There's still tractor trailers out there on the roads. There's still farmers. I was looking at um, on, on IV8888. They had on uh, Will that was here on the show from Bear Creek Cattle Company. He was on there talking about farmers. Farmers are still out there growing stuff, raising cattle and all that kind of stuff. That's still happening. You know, um, when maybe in some other places, in some other countries, that's not going to happen. We're not there at that point. And I think a lot of that comfort that we're used to living in America, the whole reason why everyone's here is what's leading us to this. I think after a while you get here, if you go back to the beginning of, of what was formed in America after people landed here and started trying to tame, right, <laughs> America and all the things that everyone went, th th nothing was ever like this. That was the base of what people were. But we were so successful with that, that out of that success came this passiveness, came this comfort. You know, um, something I was looking at today, someone was saying like, yeah, I remember my parents, You like my parents didn't eat three meals. <laughs> you know, they didn't have this level of comfort that people have. There was no such thing as like Netflix and chill or whatever with our parents, if you think. Just, just go back to our parents. They didn't necessarily have that amount of free time to like chill out. You know, it was, yeah. yeah, let me unwind, go to sleep, wake up early, keep going, 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 going all the time. And now a lot of that's what's leading most of us here in this direction. And then when, when we, and which we're not suffering, I just want to, I don't know how to like bring that home, but we're not really suffering yet, even though things are happening. I think the media is amplifying something that happens. And obviously there's this thing going on in the world, but people are going to die in this world. People are born into the world and people are going to die in this world. We've had diseases before, we will continue to have diseases. We've had wars before, we will continue to have wars. Human beings uh, are going to destroy other human beings and bad things are going to happen. But I think that this particular thing just scared the crap out of everyone, that everyone out there was like, I've got to buy something. And maybe that's why we're looking at what's right now worse than what happened in the fire Armageddon of 2013. Absolutely. Yeah. And you had said the comment made a, mm -hmm. a comment that 1% of gun owners would actually fight. Mm -hmm. If you look back historically in revolutions, it's only 5 to 10% of people that are actually fighting. And uh, there's a great YouTube channel. You should have him on. Uh, his name's John Mark. Mm -hmm. And he does a lot of conservative numbers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, and he said straight up, Trump is the last... Trump is the last Republican president, straight mm -hmm. up, mm -hmm. because Trump has let so much legal immigration in, and 70% of those people vote leftist. And um, so he's at all these great numbers, but uh, his point is uh, if, if 5 to 10% of American conservative gun owners, conservative military people, whoever, if 5 or 10% people revolt, it would be a larger army than our standing military. Mm -hmm. as a, that's just based on the population. Well, so a big, a big number of them would be the standing military. Yes, mm -hmm. um, definitely. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, 1% uh, is all we need. To, oh, 1% is, if 1% of gun owners are actually really willing to fight, mm -hmm. that's all we need. I mean, to be honest with you, mm -hmm. uh, the numbers are there. Now, I hope it never comes to that. I'm not advocating for, you know, revolution. Mm -hmm. I want a peaceful solution. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know... It comes a point, and this is what John Mark was saying uh, as well. And um, you know, he has a video. You can't live with the left 
very rarely does the left learn. And pretty soon we are not going to be able to outvote the left, mm-hmm. if not already in several places, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so at that point, what are you going to do when the left erodes all of your rights? Mm-hmm. All right. And um, and we have Republicans disguising themselves as the left. Uh, Lisa Murkowski, my senator. Gosh, Poor. I wish I could run against her. Yeah, she's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she's a Democrat in sheep's clothing. I mean, it's, you know. It's interchangeable it's, it's now. Terrible. It's interchangeable. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, she voted. She voted against Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, and I, I don't blame her. If she'd come out with her reason for it and said it, I would have been because Brett Kavanaugh has some serious Fourth Amendment issues. Oh yeah, he, I agree. He had some serious Fourth Amendment issues and um, a lot of eminent domain stuff that he ruled incorrectly as a conservative judge on. Mm-hmm. And like, I wouldn't have come. You know. He might be against. Uh, he might be for the Second Amendment, but he might be for red flag laws, and you know, which just takes like away Trump. the Second Amendment. <laughs> yeah, because, because red flag laws are a Fourth and Fifth Amendment issue, mm-hmm. and if he's not solid on red flag laws, um, and really, in my opinion, they're an Eighth Amendment issue as well. Um, so, um, if they're not solid on red flag laws, then that if she had just come out and said, "I voted for Kavanaugh," I didn't vote for Kavanaugh because he has serious Fourth Amendment issues. I could support that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I may not agree. I mean, like I think Kavanaugh is better than, you know, some of the other justices. But you know, it, it's the diarrhea and the turd again. Yeah, I think we've gone to such an extreme lately that I think most people are pushing back against it. I think it's kind of how the pendulum swings. We've gone to such an extreme lately that, like, my kids are pushing back against it. I see other kids out there, you know, don't want any part of it. Because you could just, you know, you can you can look at this and realize, like, if you have people deciding for their 10 year old kid what their sexuality is and then either giving them chemicals or giving them operations and stuff like that, we've reached insanity at this point. Right. You know, regardless of what you believe, you can look at that and go, this is crazy. This 10 year old doesn't know. And you can't decide that for him at this point. Just let them, you know, give them another 10, 15, 20 years before you do this instead of going to the. But we've gotten there already where people are willing to, like, do that to their children. You know, and and, and Hank, let me tell you, man, as someone who um, I'm I'm so much happier for people that don't know, I transferred uh, schools about mm-hmm. a year ago mm-hmm. and I'm just so much more happy at this place now where I can live at home and. You know, I'm in classes with a lot of older people, so, Mm -hmm. you know, I just fit in a lot better. Um, For three years, I was away at school, and Hank, I I don't know if I've elaborated with you, man, but I just, um, every day I was on campus, I felt like I didn't belong there because I I just saw a bunch of sheep, Mm -hmm. and and, and it was just, I mean, and it's not even, you know, it's not even about about the liberal things. It's just, I mean, I saw an indoctrination indoctrination brainwashing and it is so depressing to me and you know like like I, I'm, I'm gonna tell you hank um i don't mean to sound too dramatic but like uh, when i walked through shot show a little bit mm-hmm. um it almost made me want to cry man because I've, I've never really been at a place where i really feel like i'm at home you know what i mean outside mm-hmm. like i like my whole life most kids my age i just don't fit in with i've got plenty of friends my age but it's just it's a it's a minute percentage, and even a lot of friends my age are not exactly like me. They just know how I am, and they accept me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, I and think it's, I do. Um, right, 
Right. Yeah. And it's, um, it's just one of those things, but like, I, I will tell you like the, the indoctrination is, it, it is really, um, it's something that's really going to hurt the country. And like you said, like there, there are kids that, that are fighting against it, but it's just like, it is a very minute percentage and it's just, um, you know, like, uh, when, when I was away at college, it just, it just, you know, I, I just felt like, um, I felt like I was trying to be forced to be something that I will never be, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like, like, I tell you, I tell you, like, I will tell you, like with you, Hank, like, um, I'll give you an example. Like if somebody told you, you need to stop, you need to stop, uh, liking cars so much. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you, you can't do that. That's part of, that's part of the Hank strange DNA. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't, you can't change who somebody is. Like, like I, like I have people in my life that want me to make improvements and whatnot. And I appreciate them and that, that I need people to keep me on course, but they know at the end of the day, like, uh, you know, you know, like my, my parents understand with me that, you know, like just firearms are like, it's just, it's just, it's just a part of me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just like with you all, it's just one of those things. It's just one of those things that, you know, even if we wanted to be different people, we can't be, it's, it's part it's part of how we were created. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I think it's very the, these things are kind of like written on our DNA, like like you just said, um, you know. And and I think that this is why they're pushing back so hard against social media, um, not just for us as gun guys, but they're pushing back a lo- against a lot of people on social media because this is the new way that you find your crowd, right? This is the new way that you find the stream that you that you could swim in the right direction instead of swimming against the current, you know. Um, however, they feel like this is a problem. They don't really want folks like us around having these conversations and people gravitating towards it because you if you when you're left alone, eventually you're gonna like give up, right? Because you you know you want to get to some point where you're like, hey, there's no way in hell. So either you do something really horrible, which no one should do. Or you just go forget it. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, you know, get along. I'm just gonna go along with this, and, and surrender to it. And this kind of thing, like Facebook, YouTube, and all these different things, is a way that people could find their crowd that they that they belong in. And this is what YouTube used to say: "Oh, we're a community. You know, we want to give people the opportunity <clears throat> to connect to their communities. Except yeah. we don't want we don't want these guys. Yeah, connecting. Yeah, that's their real. Community. Yeah, what about them saying that? Yeah, that's real open-minded thinking, like they claim to be. Yeah, well, because they don't. You know, it, there's just certain communities that they don't want. And I understand there's some there's some communities out there of people who are truly bad, uh, evil, right. destructive people. But that's not what we're about here. You know, that's not what we're trying to do here. So um, let me, I, I know, I feel like Chuck has something to say. Uh, 2A EDU gave us a couple of bucks. He says, great guest tonight, Hank. Thanks for the show. You're welcome. I agree with you. Very you. great guest. These guys are awesome. Uh, what did you want to say, Chuck? Well, I, I got a couple things, but uh, mm-hmm. 2A EDU is a great channel. He's a, a good guy. He's done a lot in for the Second Amendment in Michigan. So mm-hmm. he's a good guy. Shout, awesome. uh, shout him out. I was going to talk about like... Uh, he was talking about indoctrination. Uh, Dylan was, mm-hmm. and I have um, I do a little things in my teaching because I'm an elementary school PE teacher. So one thing I've done is like the hockey stick, and I'm teaching kids how to hold the hockey stick. And I, I go, you know, they're all sitting in their little area, 
and I go, here's the hockey stick, and I throw the hockey stick on the floor. After I taught him all the parts of the hockey stick, I go, what's the most dangerous part of the hockey stick? And they look at me and go, the blade. The blade's the most dangerous part. You don't want to be hit with the blade of the hockey stick. And I go, nope, that's not the answer. And then they go, well, the shaft, the middle of it. And then I go, no, that's not the answer. They go, the end? And I go, no, that's not the answer. And they go, all of it. And I go, no, that's not the answer. The person? And they go, no. I go, I go, they go, go, none of the hockey stick. That hockey stick's not going to jump off off the floor and get me. Mm-hmm. Okay. You make the hockey stick dangerous. I do little things like that in my teaching mm-hmm. to make them think that an inanimate object can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And what's cool is I have an opportunity to teach reading to about uh, 12 or 13 kids uh, twice a week mm-hmm. as a PE teacher. So, uh, of course, as a PE teacher, they don't want me to screw it up. So I got the kids that can already read, right? Mm-hmm. And are already reading at a high level. And uh, they started asking me government questions. And, you know, and I did teach in Georgia eighth grade history uh, and government and stuff like that. So I, I know all this stuff in, ins and outs. So we started having like a three or four week government unit. And uh, I gave them a list of all 10 amendments uh, to the Constitution. We read through all of them. And then I, um, I listed places where the, the I listed all these scenarios where the, the Constitution might be violated. And so down there at number 10 was the exact wording or the exact main idea, rather, of House Bill 62 in Alaska on the red flag laws. And they got to the point I go, OK, what 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 does this violate? And they go, um, oh, it violates the Second Amendment. And I go, OK. And? and they started reading and they go, oh, it violates the Fourth Amendment. And mm-hmm. do you have a right <laughs> to a speedy and public trial and the Fifth Amendment. Right. Right. You know, yeah. and and so mm-hmm. so. Just know there are good teachers out there that are trying to do the right thing. Right. And, you know, I probably shouldn't tell that story too much. Yeah. Or I might get well, fired. Well, that's what I was going to say. You, um, have you ever gotten into trouble for this stuff or it just hasn't gotten out there? Hopefully, uh, hopefully. No, it hasn't gotten out there. Yeah. I kind of have academic freedom in this area. And we were supposed to be doing some science stuff. But the kids, mm-hmm. you know, gotten into it. We did a mock legislature. And I teach in a poor area that's... Um, and it's mostly uh, the school I teach in, you know, that district is mostly Democratic. And mm-hmm. um, so, like, we got into it one day because this one girl said Trump is a racist. I get it. OK, prove it. And she couldn't back it up with any facts, mm-hmm. of course. She, she's a fourth grader. I mean, she probably didn't know. It's just, she's she's probably just regurgitating. What, yeah, she's just regurgitating yeah. a statement. She's, she hearing, yeah. she's hearing what she heard Cardi B say on Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I go, OK, prove one thing he did that was racist. And I start listing all these things off that, uh, well, some people say this is racist, but, you know, like the travel ban on on, on a, a certain Islamic countries. I go, first of all, is Islam a race? No. So it's not racist. OK, uh, is, is, you know, it, is those the only 13 Islamic countries in the world? No. Mm-hmm. So it's not even Islamic phobia, you know. And, so and lots of countries have that. travel bans, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> all of them do right now. And, yes, uh, everyone pretty much does right now. True, true. It- and we put yeah. the military and many of our allied countries to guard their borders, but somehow it's immoral to guard our own borders with the military. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, but anyway, these kids had a mock legislator uh, legislature. I put, you know, I put more than half the class in the in the House of Representatives and about four kids in the Senate and made uh, somebody the chief vice president of the Senate and everything. And one of them came up was uh, you had to have a permit to uh, uh, own a gun. And that passed both houses, but I was the president. And I immediately wrote veto on the paper, so it was pretty cool. And then I told them why, and then we went over the Second Amendment and we went over the different things, and yeah. they're like, "Oh." And I'm like, that sounds like fun. That's you know, I mean, that's 
that's the way that kids need to learn about this stuff, you know, and I think that um, kids get it. They may be young, but I think if you can relate it to them in ways that they can understand, they could see how, oh, you've got this lollipop, you really like it? What if I decide that, you know, you've got too many and I'm going to take your lollipop and share it with other people? And then they start... I remember that happened with my son in school. There was a school trip that he wanted to go on. And then they had him raising, like, selling candy to raise money for this trip. And he was like, okay, you know. He went out there and sold the candy and all that, and he made the money. And then they said to him, listen, your parents, uh, because of, like, where your parents are economically, um, we're going to take your money and give it to other people who can't afford to go on this trip. And your parents have to pay to go on this trip. And he was like, and what he, the hell he just happened? he did all that hard work. Yeah, and he was like, what happened? And I was like, okay, this is the, welcome to the world, the way that, that people look at everything. Like, they made you go out there and work for this and then take it, took it away from you. And now, you, you know, we've got to pay for it. This is how some people think about things, you know. And that all these things that are happening to kids when they realize it, you know, it starts affecting them. It's just like taxes. Everyone thinks taxes are great. Until you get that paycheck and you're like, why the hell, you know, I'm getting a $200 paycheck. Why is 50 bucks out of this thing? You know, yeah. that's taxes. Well, wow. Where, where do yeah. I get this back? Oh, you don't. <laughs> oh, I thought they only taxed rich people. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know. You know, an interesting thing that I did uh, teaching as well is um, to teach the Stamp Act and the, and the Quartering Act and all those things in uh, American Revolution. I, uh, when I was teaching eighth grade history in Georgia, um, I, I printed out, it wasn't my original idea, I stole it from another uh, teacher, it was a really good guy, but um, I printed out all these letterheads on school forums that said every time you had to borrow a pencil from a teacher, it was like 25 cents, and teachers aren't making enough money, so you might have to house a teacher uh, <laughs> to, for like the quartering act and stuff like that, and it looked real, and I would hand one to every student and say, read this, and then we'll talk about it in a second, this is from the principal, and those kids, again, in an all-liberal area, like th those kids would be in an all-liberal area, that district of Georgia, and they would get so fighting mad about their freedom. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's uh, an education thing is that we have to come on to the young people and we have to find a way and say, your free freedom comes from these things. Mm -hmm. It's not just racist and stuff like that. Yeah. So I think a lot of teachers are just simplifying down things. And, and like like we said just now, I think kids are just repeating stuff, but they don't really um, know until they get out there into the real world, and then and then they have to deal with it. Um, I just want to switch real quick to go to some different stuff here. I want to hit some news things. I just uh, sent this through to everyone. Um, so AR-15, let's see if I could throw this up here. Uh, it says, this is from The Truth About Guns, says, R.I.P. Edward Avila, founder of AR-15.com. Um... So this is from Luis Valdez. He says, as a longtime member of AR15.com, I'm saddened to hear of the passing of its founder, Edward Avila, yesterday. Uh, Edward passed away today after a long battle with cancer. He fought until the end, sharing his story with the community and hopefully inspiring hope in others. Uh, he was ever stoic, honest, and accepting of what life had to put before him. He made the uh, most of every moment he was able to cram into his last year. Um, even at the end, he did not ask for anything, did not complain, did not give in. We went out. He went out on his own terms, fighting and stubborn to the last. I didn't know that um, this was Edward Avila was the person who founded AR-15. I don't know if anyone else does. 
Um, so I figured I'd just throw that up there. I know it's I know it's April Fool, so I'm, I I don't think though that this has anything to do with that. So, um, and I know no, that, uh, that uh, AR fifteen just changed hands. I believe uh, was it Brownells that bought into ownership yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. So a couple years, about a year or two ago, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, yeah, rest in peace to him. I did not know that that was who particularly founded AR fifteen dot com, but that's big in the gun community, right? Uh, I would say that's probably the biggest blog yeah. of all that's, that that was out there and still still is out there. So, um, yeah, I felt we should just at least acknowledge that here before uh, before we move on. Um, let's see if anyone if anyone actually knows him or, you know, because I'm sure there's some old old heads out there. You know, I try to stay away from the forums. I've I've done stuff. On there, I had a very hard time. Like AR-15, now you got to get all kinds of different approvals and jump through all kinds of hoops to be able to post on there and stuff like that. But I know, like some of my videos have gone big because someone shared it on the AR-15. AR yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah. Go ahead. I could be wrong on this, Hank, but I think your uh, I remember your LWRC, your 45 SMG video from uh, Shot Show. I think mm-hmm. some people on AR15.com kind of blew yeah. that up a little bit. Pro- probably. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that like uh, I think you know sometimes if I know for if you have a YouTube channel or something out there or a Facebook or whatever and you're getting some traction, like well, how the hell is this happening? Probably on AR15 or some other blog out there that someone threw it up. So. Um, good stuff. Uh, yeah, AR15.com has been awesome for years. Yeah, and uh, I, I don't know how many times I've felt found how to build my own guns and stuff on there. Can I even say that on YouTube? But anyway, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, that's where I found the diagrams for my AR builds. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. It's awesome. Yeah, the range says um, I didn't know Brownells bought a um, ARF. I'm out of the loop big time. Yeah, that was when did they do that? Um, I want to say close to two years ago. Really? Was oh. it two years? I thought it was like within the last six months or something. Uh, it may have been. Um, I'm yeah. way off. It was, it, it was recently. Maybe I think it was somewhere towards the end of last year. Someone will tell us because I remember us talking about it here uh, when they got into it. But, you know, there's so much like info that goes through the brain here that, you know, it's almost impossible to keep up with everything. Uh, let me see what other stuff is out there that we can uh, throw up here. Let's see. Um, here's. Go ahead. What were you going to say? You asked me to uh, talk about uh, how YouTube monetized me against my will with all these gun channels getting demonetized. Yes, yeah, monetized. I have the opposite yeah, problem. they monetized you. They monetized, not they demonetized. Monetized. They monetized yes. you, but you didn't want to be monetized. Correct. Okay. And now, and it's. Uh, I have another YouTube friend here in town who has a little bit bigger channel than mine, Chooks Outdoor Adventures, and he was telling me, "Man, you got to get monetized. You got to get monetized. Once you get monetized, all the guns and ammo you can buy, you can take it off taxes, uh-huh. right?" I'm like, oh, "Okay." And uh, but I kept watching your channel and other channels, Fit and Fire yeah. and <laughs> Jarhead Six, and a few mm-hmm. other people that got demonetized, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I just don't want to fool with this, you know. Mm-hmm. And so Chuka convinced me to. Um, to fill out all, all the forms and uh, do that to get monetized. And then I never did the final step of entering in the code, right? Mm-hmm. And so this was like uh, fall of 2018, right? Mm-hmm. Last summer, middle of summer 2019, I noticed all these dollar signs by my videos. I'm like, what the heck is this? And I didn't didn't even think about it for a couple of weeks. And then 
I um, went back to watch one of my own videos and I an ad popped up. And I'm like, and I didn't even think about it. I was like, oh, an ad, skip ad. And the, wait a minute, this is my own video. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of a sudden I was monetized mm-hmm. and um, they you, sent me a you, new pin wow. and a new thing. And uh, I had never completed the steps. And uh, basically they monetized me anyway. Yeah. And I'm, I, Vittenfire said he heard of another channel that being done to. Interesting. So, interesting. Similar story. Yeah. 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 In uh, in Hank, uh, I, I just looked it up. You were right. It was in 2019. It's been a long day for me. I, I don't know. I yeah. was way <laughs> No, <off>. that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. That so you you went all the way, but there was one step that you didn't complete, but somehow it got auto completed. I, I don't know. I think they just uh, decided, hey, uh, hey, he might have 20,000 views on this one video. We might need to yeah. monetize. Yeah, well, because they, they, uh, they get money too, you know. Right. right. So, yeah, which right. is which is stupid. Why would they demonetize? Because they get most of the money. It's like it's crazy. Yeah. But uh, it's a game. I think they still run ads on people that they monetize that they demonetize. To be honest with you, it's some crazy yes, game they that they're playing with everyone. I've seen it um, on. Well, so a lot of times they say little or no ads, which basically they've demonetized you. But if they if the algorithm feels like hey, there's a reason why I want to do this over here then they'll do it. But here's the one thing, man. You you always watch your own ads. I know you did that by accident, but you always, you got to watch your oh, own. Yeah. You got to watch the ads on your thing because, you know, you got to build up those fractions of pennies, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, and you got to make sure that Tom's desire for president and oh. Michael Bloomberg for president is running on your channel. Oh. Like it's been happening. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Wait, are um, they still running that stuff? I thought they stopped that. They I were, they, they were I think doing they stopped it. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. stopped those two, but who knows about like when, when it comes down to Biden and mm-hmm. Trump in the fall. Who knows? Yeah. And they run Trump ads on my channel all the time. They yeah. guess obviously don't pay attention to my opinion. Yeah. Trump either. So. Jason St. Pierre said they decided Bloomberg needed to run ads on your subject, and uh, John Voorhees says uh, monetize. Does monetize mean the creator gets paid? Um, yeah, it does. So like if there's an ad running, there's a couple of pennies for that ad and you get a fraction of, of those couple of pennies and YouTube gets, uh, they, they say you get most of it, but um, whatever. I, I don't really think that it works out that way. But anyway, so there's, you know, that's how it goes. You've got to get a lot of views accumulatively before you actually make anything out of that. And YouTube doesn't pay you, I think, until it gets stacked up to about a hundred bucks and then they'll pay it out. So that's, that's pretty much how it works. Um, but it's not what you think. Like if someone gets a million views on something, it doesn't mean that they made a million dollars out of that video. Cause far, far from that. It, and Hank, here's my beef with YouTube. Mm-hmm. I, I love, I love how all the liberals will say, and I, I hate to say liberals, but it, it pretty much mm-hmm. is how they'll say, well, they're a private company, so they can do whatever they want as far as throwing people off. So the only time they're okay with private companies is when it's throwing our causes off. Mm-hmm. And here's my issue with it: not only did they sign contracts with you all that that you know they would support you mm-hmm. as creators in the beginning, but they they want to be declared as a is a private company because they want to say well that's why we have the right to throw people off because we're a private company but then they 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 want to say they're a, a public utility so that they don't that so that they're not taxed like a private company make up your mind you cannot have both ways uh well they can if they have lawyers 
Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I'm saying in, yeah. in theory they shouldn't be able no. to do that. Well, there's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, I think – so we had Jonathan from the arms list on, and he was talking about this. If you guys get a chance, you should go back and look at that um, that episode with Jonathan. It was a couple months ago. Because, you know, arms list is one of these companies that enjoys the immunity, and lots of people have sued him. And I think he's taken that all the way to the – well, we can say it's all the way to the Supreme Court – the Supreme Court said the lower court courts had decided it, which was in his favor, and they refused to take it based on that immunity because people were trying to sue him. Um, I think there was one case where someone bought something off of arms list and then committed a crime, and they were trying to blame that on arms list when arms list is just a platform. So this is why he says that that immunity doesn't need to go away, and I think that's true because even if we start our own platforms, they're going to need that immunity. Right. And what he was saying is that there's other ways that these companies have to uh, like they, they, they should not be kicking people off of the platform for simply doing something that is legal, especially when that thing is covered by the Second Amendment. And that amounts to discrimination. Something like a hotel, even though it's a private company, like you're saying, doesn't have the right to go. Well, we're not going to um, let black people stay here or we're not going to let Jewish people stay here. You know, or if we've got this thing going on, they can't say, oh, we can't, we're not having Chinese people here. No, You're, you are a business operating in the public and you cannot discriminate in that way. And, and he was saying that that's the way that we should be going after YouTube um, and other platforms, because what, what are we doing wrong? We're not doing anything wrong. We're not breaking laws. What we do as gun guys is covered by, covered by the Second Amendment. We've also got freedom of speech, but they just look at us and go, yeah, we don't want like right now. This channel is basically locked off from everyone seeing it because we go live. Um, you know, a couple of months ago, they decided we don't want you to go live and handle guns and then we don't trust you. So we're going to have someone watching you because that person can't be there now watching with everything going on. They decided, yep, yeah, we're we're not going to release it to all the people who rang the bell until like a day or a few days later when someone actually comes in and looks at it then it's going to get released and that's why people are saying hey i'm having a hard time finding this if they did that to everyone on youtube it would be one thing but to do it to to me and other guys specifically because we're gun guys that's discrimination yep you know so i think that these are the ways that we need i'm trying to you know it's tough to get people to look at that stuff and understand it and get the whole community to get on board with what he's saying but i think he he made a really good point there and he's also a lawyer he's had to to uh to fight a lot of these things himself and things keep coming at him and on top of that um facebook and instagram which are basically the same company they've they haven't deplatformed him but they've severely limited his access so on instagram i can't go at arms list they won't allow it if you make a post, you can go on Instagram right now and, and comment to someone and try to say at arms list. It will not go through. And it's the same thing on Facebook Messenger. You can't send links and things like that through arms list. So what they've, de they've decided that, hey, this guy has rights and he's willing to fight for it. We can't just delete him or deplatform him. Instead, we're going to ghost him. And they minimize yeah. his effectiveness, which is totally insane. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Uh, Mel the Nut says, live stream doesn't show up in the subscription feed anymore either. Got to fight it in the site. Yeah, I know. 
I noticed that a, a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's just something that I noticed because I, I try to tune in when I can when I come in from work, and uh, sometimes it is you gotta like you actually have to like click your channel. You can't just mm-hmm. get it from like videos recommended and whatnot. Yeah, it's deliberate. When we spoke yeah. to them, they said, "Yeah, that's what we're doing. It's a deliberate thing. We don't have anyone to watch you, so we're not gonna." <laughs> We're not just going to let it go. It goes out to people if people find it. And I do share it on my social media. I share it on Twitter and Facebook um, and, and other places so that if people are on there, they could find it. Like we put it up on Minds, which is M-I-N-D-S. That's kind of like a, you know, um, a more, uh, I don't know, a more free platform, I would say. I don't, I don't know if anything is really free nowadays, but... So anyway, we, we put it up in other places, and that's why I ask people to like share it out. So um, let's see. What's the other new stuff here? I don't know if you guys have. We got a c- couple of minutes here. Um, I'm going to throw this one up on the screen. CMP announces cancellation of all activities until May 4th. Um, the Civilian Marksmanship, Marksmanship Program has announced the cancellation of all activities at its Alabama and Ohio armories, offices and stores, worksites, marksmanship centers, and the CMP Talladega Marksmanship Park until Monday, May 4th. I didn't even know they had a thing in Talladega. Of course they do. (laughs) Uh, Until May 4th, 2020, due to COVID-19 virus. Does anyone um, participate in in the CMP program? I know Walter does. He's not here tonight, but... um, I wish I did. I'm kicking myself for not doing it in, in the past and getting a decent M1 Garant. Yeah. Now it's too late for you. That's right. No soup for you. No soup for you. Uh, let's see what else, if there's any other uh, stories out there. What what other stuff has been going on since I've seen you guys last that you really want to... Um... Oh, I, I see one right here. I see, uh, there's something. I just see this. I just saw a picture of a bear, and that reminded me we were going to talk about that, right? With Alaskan ballistics. Yeah. What's the rounds? What do you need to take down a bear? What takes down a bear? Well, like anything else, shot placement and bullet construction is what matters. Caliber doesn't matter. Uh, gun doesn't matter. Shot placement and bullet construction. And by that, I mean uh, bears' skulls and their muscles in their skull for, like, you know, twitching their eyebrows and all that kind of stuff are much, much thicker than a human's. So you want something that will actually go through the skull and penetrate into the brain. Um, I've got um, one video where I was out hunting brown bear. And I, when I go out in the woods, I carry, like, four guns, right? And I have my main hunting rifle and a handgun stashed here and here and here. And like a 22 survival in the, in the backpack or something right like that. And um, I actually, uh, I, I downed a brown bear, a, a, a young, um, you know, boar grizzly, uh, interior grizzly. He was kind of small. He was in the six, six foot range, 350 pounds. He was kind of small, uh, but he was interested in me. And uh, I was out hunting and he was dead from the first shot. Um, 338 wind mag. Um, he was walking towards me at 88 yards. I was just going to ask you but, what is interested in you mean? Like, did he swipe right on so, Tinder or? Well, know? yeah, he did that first. <laughs> first he swiped right, right on Tinder and it's like, um, but no, he came, uh, he came from 320 yards, saw me moving on the top trail. So he was way down here. And I was at on a trail at about 4,000 feet of elevation. He was down here on the hillside. Oh, okay. And uh, he saw, he saw me moving and moved up my direction. So mm. you could tell he was like, hmm, that could be food. Right. Um, 
and uh, and I got a lot of fat on me. I could be a good meal, <laughs> but um, he kind of weaved his way around and saw me, and finally he stopped at 88 yards and took a step or two, and then stopped. And I'm like, you know, I'm four miles back, and I'm uh, hiking in on foot. A smaller bear is probably what I want to take anyway. I don't want to pack a heavy bear out, mm-hmm. and um, so I, I went ahead and took him. But when I went up to him, he uh, his lungs were doing this twitching thing because uh, the bullet went straight through his nose and uh, and down into it. It was a 250-grain nozzle partition. It gets like 4,000 foot-pounds of energy. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And um, it he was doing this thing. He'd come up to me, and all, all of a sudden, he'd go like this. Mm-hmm. And his lungs were just expanding, right? And so I decided I, I reached for the first handgun I had on me, and I had one on the outside of my pack one on my chest and I had my Glock 19 with me. I didn't want to, so I'm like, well, this thing's dead as a doornail. He got shot through the face with 338 Win Mac. And so I put a, a nine millimeter round through his skull and it was a 124 grain spear gold dot plus P rated. And I, when I skinned the skull out to make this bear skull, um, I literally found the bullet that deep into the bone, like literally that deep into the bone from the nine. Like, it did not even, yeah, it did not even go into the thing. So you don't want to use an expanding hollow point. You want something that's tough and uh, flat nose. And there have been plenty of stories of people killing them with nine millimeters up. Here. Yeah. But it's the bullets are hard cast or, or full metal jacket, flat nose, mm-hmm. bonded. Um, and if, if you do that, you can kill a bear with shot placement and stuff. Yeah. Right. Now, so, I mean, before, uh, before you go on there for one quick second, I, what, that reminds me, like, I remember the Fort Scott guys... They have a video taking down a black bear with a 380. You know, mm-hmm. um, I know they have like this tumble on impact thing or whatever. So you're saying that things like that are possible, but that's not the the super surefire way to go about it, right? Oh, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Um, the only bear I fired at. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're in a situation where you're not sure that bear is going to charge, a warning shot can be very effective. Okay. Um, you don't want to kill the bear. The bear doesn't really want to mess with you most of the time. Mm-hmm. If they do want to mess with you, you're food. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I, I pulled out my 10 millimeter at a park here in Anchorage in town and uh, fired at the ground. Uh, and funny thing was I had to call my police on myself, on myself, telling them, let them know I fired. And they called me back because the police here, like, You've seen how Dallas and Philadelphia aren't going to deal with petty crimes. Mm-hmm. With uh, the police here, have been doing that for like years because <laughs> they just have police officers. Right, right. Anchorage is really Anchorage is really crime ridden. You wouldn't be think that, but it is. Okay. Um, police car break-ins are horribly bad. Um, you know, stabbings, murders. But generally speaking, as long as you're not involved in drugs and you're not involved in stuff, you're okay. Just like anywhere else, right? Mm-hmm. And um, but anyway, I digress. I shot the 10 millimeter to the ground, this black bear at the park, and she was a big black bear. Um, and she had two cubs with her. Um, like it ran away and that was with my Glock 29. Mm-hmm. And I was, but I was prepared to, to do that. And that Glock 29 was in my pocket for bears on my side. I had a, a my two and a half inch 44 Magnum, uh, Ruger Red Hawk, mm-hmm. uh, not the super Alaskan, but the, uh, that, but to be honest with you, if you don't have a 4570 lever action, you don't have bear protection. That's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. <laughs> Forty-five seventy lever action. Yeah. All right. Uh, I mean, I don't have any. I don't have any uh, way of arguing with you. I've never taken down bear. I don't know about you, Dylan. Uh, 
I've nope. never done it. So. Nope. <laughs> Um, yeah. I know that's a, well, is that a grizzly that you're sitting on? You got like a grizzly pelt or something back there? Yeah. So this is the pelt from that, yeah, that, this is the pelt from that grizzly I got. Oh, it's, yeah. you know, like I said, small one. Very but cool. it's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, uh, very blonde. It's not, it you know, is. brown bear. Yeah. It's, you know, it's very, very blonde. And, um, this is, they tend to be right, right here in the middle. It's almost whitish blonde. So where, where does that, that come from? Uh, um, genetics. There's different okay. genetics. There's actually a uh, black black bear uh, in Yakutak, Alaska, that uh, are actually close to being blue. So mm-hmm. just like you and I have different hair colors, and we're both humans, mm-hmm. the different uh, bears have different uh, as well. Uh, this is more, more of an interior grizzly. Um, a, a grizzly bear and a, a Kodiak brown bear are the same species. They can intermate and have offspring. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they have different characteristics. The, the Kodiaks and the coastal brown bears here in Anchorage, uh, they get so big because there's all these salmon streams. Mm. Well, the interior Alaska doesn't have near as much salmon streams or streams that have, get salmon all the way up into the interior of Alaska. And so you'll find a lot of smaller bears with thick fur and blonder because um, mm-hmm. they don't have all the chemicals from the salmon in. But there are some very blonde brown bears, uh, coastal brown bears as well. So, oh, wow. Um, yeah, that's yeah. a nice. Uh, Len Holt says highlights, and uh, <laughs> and yeah. uh, Brian Quick says is four fifty Bushmaster popular in Alaska? That's going to be the last question we take, and then we'll wrap it up. So I'll let you answer that one. Is four fifty Bushmaster yeah. popular over there? Uh, more popular is going to be four fifty eight SOCOM. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Okay. Four fifty Bushmaster is popular. Uh, um, there aren't as many of those, like when you find 450 Bushmaster in a store, most of the time you go into a store, even up here, it's still Hornady FTX, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's an expanding bullet. So 450 Bushmaster doesn't really have as many uh, lineups that you can get online or get in the store because the last we have to buy the ammo in the store. Okay. Um, and uh, there's not, not as much uh, hard cast bullets uh, and stuff. They do exist, mm-hmm. uh, but I think only one or two stores, in, even in Alaska, carry them mm-hmm. um, as far as that for 450 Bushmaster. 458 SOCOM is more popular because of that. Oh, okay. Very cool. All right. So listen, uh, we're going to wrap this up here. One thing I do, I forgot to say to people that we didn't talk about Bad Boys 3. Um, I did look at it. I know that Chuck, did, Chuck, you haven't seen it. Dylan, I don't think. Have you seen Bad Boys Three? No, so, I haven't. Egg. Yeah, we'll 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 table that and we'll come back and, and I will talk about uh, Bad Boys Three, the movie. I've gotten it. I'll give you guys a chance to uh, um, to to catch up with that. Also, another thing before we wrap up here and get these guys info tomorrow, we've got Reed Hendricks coming on the show. Oh, that's a legend awesome. right yeah. there. Yeah, so awesome. Yeah, he'll be on the show tomorrow. <laughs> so t- you, cool. you probably want to tune back in, ask your questions and stuff like that. Reed will be hanging out with us for the entire. I think it's just going to be me and Reed tomorrow. So um, should be should be a fun show. Uh, let's uh, go through this here and get everyone's uh, info. I will start with you, Chuck. How can the folks out there keep up with you, follow you? You know, where should they go? Right. So I'm on YouTube doing YouTube videos. I do shooting over a chronograph and shooting redneck penetration tests and ballistic gel and stuff like that. Every Wednesday, 6 a.m. Eastern time, I have a video coming out. And uh, of course, that's like 2 a.m. my time. Um, but yeah, uh, it's uh, so I have a video coming out every Wednesday. I'm on Instagram. Uh, feel, feel free to send me messages on Instagram. I get them all the time. Requests for ammo testing. 
all that kind of stuff. I'm on Facebook. Um, so, uh, Alaskan ballistic or facebook.com slash Alaskan ballistics, Patreon, Facebook, Instagram, um, all that stuff, YouTube video every Wednesday. I'm trying to do a live, live chat once a week. So we're going to get that, that as well. So awesome. yeah, appreciate awesome. you having me on. Hank. Thank oh, you're so welcome. Much. Thanks for coming on, man. We, we got to get you back here. We can't wait two years and all that kind of stuff till the next time we gotta <laughs> we gotta make sure. that happen well, this stuck at home stuck at home the whole time yeah. I, I can actually make the show yeah so. right yeah. exactly exactly right. that's what's and, going and, on and chuck it was a it was a pleasure meeting you man and i've i've watched some of your stuff before i can't remember which exactly videos but it was some ballistic stuff i think it had to do with um uh, i think it may have been some six a six five creed more may have been what yeah, i looked no. at yeah, I've got some of that. That, yeah, so. that may have been that, but um, but I, it was certainly a, pr- a pleasure talking to you. And I, I certainly appreciate what you're doing for the gun owners in Alaska fighting the red flag laws. Um, you know, no state is safe right now. Just wanted yeah, to absolutely. To Amen to that. So. Yeah, we've got to fight it everywhere. Dylan, I know you don't have any social media yet, so what should the folks out Yo, there do? Uh, uh, I guess just catch you everyone here on in the, the show. Audience, <laughs> well, everyone in the audience, be patient with me. I, I will... I'm gonna try to have an IG up in in a few weeks. Okay. I, I, I can't. I'm gonna try to do that. But um, um, any, my name is Dillspec eight one six. I try to comment on the chat at least a couple times a week, you mm-hmm. know, and I try to watch most most nights. And um, if you ever want to uh, talk to me, my real name's Dylan, and um, you can call everything can still carry in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, you can call the store anytime. Our number is five zero two six five seven eight four eight eight. You can just ask for me. Um, I'm not in there every day, but I'm always there Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, and um, you can just, you know, ask for me. And even if you just want to say hi, if we're not busy, I don't mind at all. Yeah, but, um, absolutely. When I come through Kentucky to get my C8, it's going to be a little while. Uh, it's going to be a little while with everything what, going what, on. Where do you get in Kentucky? Uh, my C8 Corvette. <laughs> I'll, oh, but, I'll, oh, but it's not going to happen anytime soon because it has to be all-wheel drive for me. I'm sorry. I oh, need I the all-wheel drive. But yeah. I, I do want to go to the Corvette Museum. That's always – that's been on my list yeah. to go to and, that Corvette Museum. Bowling Museum. Green, that's, that's where I used to go to school in Bowling Green, right okay. next to it. Yeah, um, yeah. What, you can tell you can tell Miss Lola at least when you when you spend the money on the Corvette that your room and board will at least be covered for the night. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, we will definitely – if I'm in Kentucky <laughs> – next time I'm in Kentucky, I'll let you know. I want to thank both of you guys for coming on, Alaskan Ballistics, Dill Speck. 816 for coming on the show. I want to thank everyone that's been here. Um, don't forget, tomorrow we have Reed Hendricks joining us, hanging out with us for two hours. Tomorrow's the last show. I'm taking Friday off. We're going to make some videos with uh, with Sam Andrews. So I've got a post up on social media if you guys want to ask Sam Andrews questions. While we're out there, we're going to do that. Uh, let me drop the end right now for everyone. I've been forgetting to drop the end this week. Make sure you guys subscribe. Uh, thumbs up the video here, ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. Of course, we're also on uh, iTunes, Podbean, all the places that you get your audio podcasts. Go to HankStrange.com, sign up for our email list. We're giving away stuff. Thanks so much, everyone. Any last words, guys, before I hit the button here? You're good. Awesome. Uh, Thank you so you much. Guys, it's been a great show tonight. If you guys, uh, go ahead. the last thing that I'll say, if uh, you know, if anybody can afford it, is please support both these guys on Patreon because that's what keeps them going. Thanks. Thank you. And thanks for your support on there. Thank you. Very much. All right, guys, we're out of here. Peace.